This is episode 31 of the Penny Bloom Podcast. 31 of them. Hey, season two, we in there. Season two, episode two, episode 31, season two. (laughs) We in there. We in there. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wow. Colton and Tavares sound crystal fucking clear. (laughs) What can I say? Well, here, the day we are recording is December 25th. It is Christmas. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. And this morning, Santa brought me a second microphone. Yo, Santos coming in clutch are all around this year. All around. all, all around, all around, dude. I love having a second microphone. Yo, we had to. We just had to make it happen. As soon as this, like, having two microphones, we were like, all right, fuck it. Like, like we gonna grind. We gonna grind. We gonna grind. Is, is that time? Of the it year. is that time. Tis the season. Tis the season to be fucking jolly. Yeah. You know, it's always weird the week after Christmas. But like, or like the week between Christmas and New Year's, it's a weird week. Because I feel like the year's over. Like, it's it's fundamentally a week in which time doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing counts during this next right. week. It's just kind of there. It's weird, I don't right? Know. Like, I don't know. like, do you have a single memory between like no, from the twenty sixth no, to no the thirtieth? Waiting on New Year's. Exactly. That's like, about it. I can't think of a single time I did anything. Oh, actually, I do have memories from New Year's Eve. That's oh, of it. course, of course. You just remember that because then you're like, all right, now, now like, life is beginning again, right? The cycle of time is so weird, dude. Time is so weird, especially how it is. Like, <laughs> when, we, when we start a new year, less so this year than in past years, I usually feel like this immense pressure. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, we are about to start an... This is a whole new, new year. year. Like nobody yo, has ever experienced what is about to happen. Exactly. I mean, and that's just how time works. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's just simply but, how no, time that's works. the thing you you realize, right? It's just like, wait, why the fuck do we give a fuck when it turns January first? It's just another fucking day. That's it. And it's like once you realize that, and you treat it like like if you wake up if you wake up in two months from now and be like tomorrow is a new day with the same passion that you said tomorrow is going to be a new year think about how productive you'd be yo and like people were like we leaving all this da 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 shit in 2019 we ain't taking it to 2020 man there's all that stop it now yeah exactly stop it now just leaving all the so you're saying it's okay until 2020 right basically yo we gonna (laughs) we gonna be doing this shit till december 31st 1159 i swear to god though that (laughs) clock hit midnight (laughs) hey you can't say off the lean off the drugs all 2020 and do it 2019 because you're still gonna die (laughs) (laughs) like Yeah, but you gotta give yourself that little extra time. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair enough. You gotta, you gotta be like, all right, uh, I'm gonna go sober. Then, Realistically, um, until I'll do then, this I'm gonna day. get mega fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, getting mega fucked up. Mega fucked up. Yeah. That's what New Year's all about, though. <laughs> like, f- for real, though. I know, I know, it's the beginning of mm-hmm. a new year, and that's supposed to signify like a new beginning type thing. But we'll find any reason to fucking party. Why? That, I've always wondered. I'm like, okay, I get it, like celebration, but why is there? Why is New Year's known as the party holiday? Like, yo, you go crazy on New Year's. Like, like people do it. Up so on New, New Year's. Year, think. Let's think about it. New Year's. St. Patty's. St. Patty's. St. Patty's is a big one. Why? Um. Why? I. I. I mean, like Irish, you drink. Yeah. Like that's just a fucking excuse. Halloween. 
Halloween, bro. Like, it's like once you grow up, the, the holiday becomes something else entirely. Yeah, Halloween, like, Halloween in a kid, as a kid is all about candy. Ha- Halloween when you're older is all about, like, you know, candy drinks. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's, it's like, it's like we take these, it's like we take these things from our, our, our lives that we want. Like, we just want to be like, no, this day, every year, we're going to go fucking crazy and party. And see, and that that and is kind of a good thing too, in my that opinion. is that is. I yeah. mean, it, and nothing about it is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm simply asking yeah, yeah, no. why. We're just we're just exploring the nature. Of yeah, something. like <laughs> like the nature of humans is so fucking it's weird. Weird. It's, it's so, so weird. weird, and it's like I don't know what to do about it. There's nothing to do about it, but it's just you gotta recognize that it's it's strange sometimes. It's strange. It's strange it's out here. Like strange. like we'll find any reason to party. Have you? And I love that. Like that mm-hmm. that means like we are looking actively looking for things to get away like i mean yeah. I, that's that's a bad thing like no, not me no, but that's 100 percent the fact like, of it, life people need escapes like, everybody needs an escape when you think like have you ever thought about how like we think of alcoholism like in terms of like seeing your parents drink right like your mom might have a, a glass of wine at dinner yeah. your dad will have a beer when he comes home from work. for sure like, these are regular things like these aren't like you grow yeah. up knowing that yeah they just sip a little alcohol they, they have some alcohol um you know you can't have any alcohol but you know they can so mm-hmm. it's like why are they having it well it gets you drunk okay so they don't get super drunk they just get a little buzzed but why do your parents feel the need, need to get a little buzzed? a little buzz and it's because of you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It is because of, fu- fundamentally any reason a parent is stressed out is because of their kid, and it's not. Uh-huh. It's not a bad thing. That's uh-huh. that's a fact of life. Like, kids stress parents right. the fuck out. Right. That's how it is supposed it is. to be. Uh-huh. Now, so the way the parent handles it, <laughs> that's true. that's what matters. A parent is always going to be stressed by the kid. Uh-huh. It's a matter of how the parent handles that stress. That exactly having a, having a glass of wine. It's a great way. Having a beer. Yeah. yeah, that's one little like a little thing uh-huh. that you get. Like right. that is yours. Uh-huh. You know, my kid can't take this fucking wine from me. <laughs> but then that makes me wonder why we have such a stigma associated to this term drug. And it's like, drunk? don't do drugs. A drug. Yeah, don't do... Uh, I'm going to consider alcohol. It is a drug. Alcohol is um, a drug. We just don't consider Fundamentally it way, more dangerous than a lot of drugs. Right. Um, it, scientifically, everyone knows that alcohol is a drug. We just don't consider it that way because we have stigmatized the word drug. But it's like, we even respect when uh, the, the highest respected members of our society sit down, have a beer or a glass of wine partaking drugs to receive to, to, to experience some sort of release from yeah. what is normal reality well like I mean what if you did a bump of cocaine if what, what if you stopped what, like you didn't you weren't addicted or anything you yeah like what what if that was the thing like yeah. what if when you were little you came home you watched mommy do a line of coke <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, I can't do that yet. Like, can't do that yet. <laughs> yeah, right. But she's like, hey, like, be careful. Like, you know, like, there's rules to this shit. There's boundaries you got to follow. But like, yeah, you know, I like the occasional line. And then, <laughs> and that's like that. That's what feeds into the uh, like. That's what feeds into the uh, argument that not only should weed be legal, but the majority of drugs should be legal. Exactly. Because. And I don't necessarily agree with it uh-huh. at all, really. I think some drugs are definitely rightfully illegal. That's that's fair. <laughs> uh, but like with alcohol, alcohol can be one of the most dangerous substances you can put in your uh-huh. body. Exactly. But it has regulations. It's been destigmatized. Uh-huh. 
people know how to deal with alcohol. Right. So, yes, people like, and we're talking a lot about cocaine, but I'm going <laughs> to keep using cocaine. No, like, it's a good one. People do overdose on cocaine, takes mm-hmm. a lot of cocaine, mm-hmm. but people do overdose on cocaine. What makes it fundamentally that much different than alcohol if we were to legalize yeah. it, put regulations on it, and destigmatize it, it? It almost seems to me that the fact that there is the lack of regulations gives uh, like more ability for people to abuse these drugs because it's like there's no... like. When you when you approach alcohol, like you know, like okay, like I'm only gonna drink a certain amount, otherwise I'll be figgity figgity fucked up. Figgity figgity, <laughs> boy, you um, got me fucked up. And it's like we have we have massive <laughs> alcohol corporation that measures very specifically how much alcohol is in each drink. You can have your pick. You can get whatever. T- you can get liquor. You can get beer. You can get mixed drinks. You can get you can get anything. All these variations of alcohol to drink to like measure how much you're actually putting in your mm-hmm. body. But with drugs that are outlawed, like, when people do get their hands on them, they're just going straight for it. Like, exactly. And that's how, how I feel like you develop a, a sort of addiction, some sort of, um, like, some sort of, like, fanatization with this substance. Because, like, it's something that you can't have. It's something that you've never had. And it's not something that, like, there's much benefit in gauging, like, or, like, being careful with it. Like, you're just kind of like, yeah. it's drugs. I'm going to do drugs. I want to do drugs. I got to get illegal drugs. I, ha- I, I want to know your thoughts on this. I've heard and I've thought myself that even if we were to legalize X amount of drugs, like a bunch of like acid, shrooms, mm-hmm. fucking coke, mm-hmm. probably not meth or heroin. I won't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if like we were to legalize these things, do you think part of the rush people get from doing them is the fact that they're illegal? 100%. So do you think that even if we legalize these drugs, they'd just go on to harder shit? That's an interesting question. And obviously there will be people like that. But do you think fundamentally that is why people who are in illegal, like people in states where marijuana is illegal, Uh do you think a large percentage of our brain, the reason people smoke weed in illegal states, is because it's illegal? Like part of that, Mm -hmm. I mean like no matter who you are, that's... That's exciting. Yeah. Like you are breaking the law. Yeah. There's a little bit of a yeah, right. There's a dopamine rush there, and it's like, like you, you, you want to know. Like you're curious. Like why do they make it illegal? <laughs> yeah. Like what do they not want me to know? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But it's like no. I, I definitely think it would. I guess a, a downside to legalizing all these drugs is you w- definitely would make it easier to work that stepping ladder up the up the cycle. Um, and, and if we do legalize all these drugs. Marijuana, for real, for real, becomes the gateway drug. It does, but, yeah, yeah, no, it does. But it's already, every drug is already a gateway drug. And I absolutely agree, but, like, Um, the way I'm saying is, like, weed is, if we legalized all the drugs, weed would be the starting point, right? It needs to be. I I don't see what else would be, yeah. So if we legalized weed, and then we legalized all these other things, the first thing people will try when they get of age is probably that weed. And yeah. when they're like, shit, there's other stuff that can give me a stronger high, mm-hmm. they'll go on to this other stuff that's yeah. also legal, and they'll go yeah. up to the higher stuff that's also legal, <laughs> yep. and they'll just keep going up. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think the only thing that, that safeguards against that is just... Regulations? Not even just regulations. Regulations would help, because it would give... Uh, it would it would create um, safer ways of consuming those drugs, because they would have, they'd have to meet 
FDA regulations such and such like they'd have to they'd have to somehow ensure that like whatever drugs they did legalize were um, which means they probably wouldn't legalize crack cocaine um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't see that uh, but like acid shrooms weed those are all completely 100% chemically pure drugs that don't um, harm you in small quantities at, at any level yeah um, so it's like with those you would 100% be getting the safest versions of those because you can get bad acid you can get laced shrooms. Oh, absolutely. You can get laced weed. Um, yeah, and like, that's what legalizing it would take away from. Yeah. Is like, you can get the purest form of whatever you're trying mm-hmm. to get because it's legal. And it also makes it more expensive when you dereg- or when you uh, regulate it, which could be good, too, because it means that if you're broke, you can't get drugs. That's a really and so, point. like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just my perspective. If you're not doing well in money, probably just shouldn't be buying trucks. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, and that's now we're feeding into like what our society technically is. Like, people who are put in a poor position or mm-hmm. not necessarily put in a poor position, but have either found themselves in a poor position uh-huh. or are put in a poor position. Yeah, they can turn to these things. Yeah, right. And then just, and then just keep 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 <laughs> dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Yep. So there are, and like, I guess the moral of the story is that there's, there's, there's risks and there's reward. Like, there's it's like, risks and there's reward. You got to measure it. And that's, that's always been like the number one thing I feel like with drugs in general is just like, I've never been anti-drug really on anything except like super hard stuff. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to do it, be smart. About be smart. It. So yeah. it's like, any, it's, it's like, it's like what your parents say. It's right. like, it's like. We don't want you to do this. Uh-huh. We don't necessarily support you doing it. <laughs> but if you do it, don't be an idiot. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Don't be fucking that's stupid. It. That's all. That's all you got to do. It's 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 pretty simple. We got Google. Like, <laughs> look some shit up. Look some shit up, bro. Read a book. <laughs> and like, honestly, you learn a lot because like, there are times where like, <clears throat> I'll tell people of something that I've done, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then like. I'll explain to them the science behind it. And then yeah, they'll like, be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I mean, I understand. Like, basically, like, I don't understand, like, as much Everything, as some yeah. scientists would or somewhere. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I understand. I don't understand what it's doing on a molecular level happening. or anything. Like, I read that and I was like, I think I'm pretty okay with yeah. <laughs> that happening <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> Drugs, man. Drugs. All right, well, this episode is going to have nothing to do with everything we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you enjoyed it. Glad you did. Uh, we're going to be talking about the best movies of 2019, as this last Monday was the best music of 2019. Uh, and mainly what we're going to do is just talk about our favorite movies, overall what we believed were the best movies of the year. We're not going to do any ranking sort of systems. We're just going to dive right in, have some fun. Uh, we're also going to uh, tell you who we think were the best actors and actresses this year. Like, who had the best years, you know? You know? Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah. Da. Yeah. Yeah. Da. Da. I was actually just admiring your hat over here. That's actually uh, my little brother's hat, and Did... I'm absolutely going to steal it from him. Oh, <laughs> Did somebody draw? Is this? No, oh, that's like, that's the design of the hat. Oh, okay, okay. For those who can't see, which is all of you, it is a uh, Lakers hat with a lot of, like, doodles on it. And uh, I really fucking like it, because I like the Lakers a lot. I like LeBron a lot. It's the goat. It's the goat. It's the goat. Yeah, I don't know. And more on that later. Not today. <laughs> some other day. Some other day. We're going to talk about movies today. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's get it. You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast.
hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. We are here. Talking about the best movies of 2019. The movies, dem films. It's been a pretty good year, honestly. Like, oh, absolutely. And and like we were just saying, there's not really off years for yeah, movies. Movies yeah. are typically so much money goes into them. Like, there's, there's always going to be good. There movies. are movies that are too big to fail, or think they're too big to fail, and when they do, like we hear about it. And it's very satisfying. Most it's of the time. it's honestly because it's just kind of like these fucking idiots knew that like like they, what were they like doing? they thought they could do this. Yeah, no. And a great example of um, movies being too big to fail is the Sonic movie because oh, like God. As, <laughs> they released the first art for that, and then fans were like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, <laughs> you know what was a good example of just pure hubris by studio heads? What fucking cats? Oh shit! Why is that movie a thing? I. It's got a fucking phenomenal cast, and there's a lot of really talented people in it. Mm -hmm. They had to have respected this idea and appreciated it in some way. Right. And I'm assuming the story's good. Yeah. I mean, it's based off Cats, which is a pretty well-renowned musical, which you can't deny the story of a very well-renowned musical. The story's fine. Yeah. But it's a horror movie. (laughs) This shit's terrifying. It's terrifying to look at. I don't know, like, why... uh, Where do these ideas come from? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Who's sitting in a room There's only one thing about this. One thing about this bothers me over all the other things about Cats. What's that? It's that Idris Elba agreed to be in it. Idris Elba, honestly, he's been in a lot of things. And things that I think he should probably not have been in. And the thing is, though, like... Pretty consistently, Idris Elba's a good, good, good actor. Oh, yeah, no. And I'm, I, I'm not... I he's, haven't seen Cats. I, I I have no interest in seeing it. But I'm sure his performance in that is astounding. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing it. I'm, I'm sure the performances in it are wonderful. Yeah. Like I, but visually, there's nothing that can motivate me to go see that. Oh, yeah. Other no. than the fact, like, I want to see how bad this is. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you just go watch movies because of that. Because you're just like... I have to see I this. have to watch this shit show because it's going to be entertaining. It's like, there's a spectrum. You can have, enter- like, to far to the right end, you got good entertainment. Shit that you're just mm-hmm. interested in that's entertaining. And then you got shit that's just so awful, that you're it's like, still entertaining. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the movies that are so bad that they're good. Yeah. There's this movie that I watch that's called Behaving Badly. Uh-huh. It's got like a Nat Wolf, Selena Gomez, a few other actors and actresses in it that are like not not huge, uh-huh. but they're they're good actors yeah. and actresses. And it's not a terrible movie or anything. It's an hour and a half movie that feels like fucking three hours. This movie takes forever. Oh my god. Like, it, I've never it experienced it. It is a that. super short movie Damn. that feels like it takes forever. Yeah. And what's confusing about it is there's shit going on. Uh-huh. It's not very... Like, it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while. It's an entertaining movie. You said Selena Gomez is in it? Yeah. Okay. And the story is just like, what? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going like, on here? fuck? <laughs> this can't be a real thing. Yeah, no, it's... And that happens. Like, in uh, th- my movie like that is probably I'm Number Four. Have you... Have you... Did you ever watch the I'm Number Four? I did. 
But I actually, I feel like I remember liking that movie. No, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. It got terrible reviews. And if you've read the I Am Number Four books or that book series, which is uh, hands down my favorite young adult series that I've ever read, um, oh my god, it's 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 like ten percent of the book. It's so bad compared, like oh, if, like if in you, comparison, yeah, to the book. in comparison to the book. But not only in comparison to the book. If you take a step back and just watch that movie. It's not really well that done good. because yeah. they rely on the book as well in the movie, but they never explain parts of Why it. Why the book so, is like, important. There yeah. are things that the main character, John, can do in the book that he does in the movie, but they never explain how he can do it in the movie. He can just uh, do it, and you won't know it unless you've read the books. Um, and so that makes there to be, like, once you re- like read the books, you realize so like all the plot holes. And that movie got terrible critical reviews. Like It was not good at all. Um but it's like I, I kind of enjoy watching it, even though like I've read the books, I know where the actual shit is. But it's like that was so bad that I like you know I'm just still kind of like nah, you know it's still entertaining I yeah. guess. <laughs> I just wish I was present for the meeting in which a studio had approved ninety five million dollars going towards making cats. <laughs> the opening weekend it made six million. It's one of the biggest Six it's one of the million. biggest financial failures of the last 10 years in terms of cinema. Oh my god. Do you know what the other movies on that list are? I don't know, but I'd have to look into it. That is why 6 million dollars. Yeah. Like Wow. That's basically like the people who they knew were going to watch like you know like your family you're going to go watch my movie, right? Like yeah. that's basically just like them. Them. <laughs> Everyone who made the movie, their extended family. <laughs> like those ticket sales were from the premiere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Hollywood exactly. premiere. Yeah, where they forced people to overpay and shit. But uh moving away from the shitty movies. What were uh, what were some of your favorites this year? Um for me, I think Joker takes the cake like Joker was too fucking good, dude. Joker was just so good. The first time I watched that, this is the only movie on this list that I've seen twice. Um, and I, I'm gonna probably watch. I'm definitely gonna watch more of these. Um, oh, for sure. Like again, but yeah. Joker just off first watch, I was just hands down amazed and shocked. I mean, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix killed this shit. No, it's this crazy. was. I mean, visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. The story super compelling. Right. And I really wanted to watch it just because it's not... When was the last time we got a, a movie? About a villain. About a villain. Um, but where the protagonist was someone like the Joker. Like, that's like getting a, a movie based around Lex Luthor. That's like getting a, a movie based around... Um, I don't know. Just think of, like, the biggest villains. Ba- the biggest... Like, ba- the big not bats. Not only did they take a villain, but they took one of the, the most villain, historic the core villains to villain. exist yeah. ever and did a movie about him. And I'm like, I'm interested. And I'm not even interested in scary, like... That movie was gory as fuck. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. Was, like, like, if they would have framed that as a horror movie, yeah. I think they could have oh, yeah, put no. out the same exact movie. Right. And it's like I'm usually not into movies that are like kind of dark like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely into darker sort of sorts of music, but not really movies. Like, I like watching shit. Like, that's fun a beautiful to watch. Day in the neighborhood. Like, when we that watched movie that was shit, great. Yo, I'm still I still think about that shit on the daily. Like, Every day I think about, like, I'll be scrolling through my Twitter mm-hmm. and I'll like a tweet, then I'll look at it again and be like, that was mean. Yes. And I'll unlike yes, the tweet. Yes. 
and then I'll I'll do things, and I'm like, should I should I do, like you know when you're deciding whether or not you should do this good action, and like some, there's times where I'll just like do like think about it, and I'm like, you know, I, I mean, I'm doing this for someone, you know, every life is precious, like <laughs> like bro, I think I. For anyone who's confused, we are talking about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the movie about Mr. Rogers, yes. which Tom Hanks played Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That movie was so fucking good. I mean, like, it was simple, mm-hmm. straightforward, and it was just about being a better human. Just about being a better human. Everybody should see this movie. Exactly. And- because I think I was already a pretty good person. Yeah. I think I learned more from this movie. Right. And, like, am actually actually actively motivated uh-huh. by this movie to be a better person no exactly and like though i haven't heard anybody talk about this movie the way that i've heard other people like and i'm not saying like this to say like this movie was like it, it honestly like i mean it was a it was a good movie for sure it was a cinem- cinem- uh, it was a cinematically good movie but like it's not gonna i don't know if it'll win too many awards or oh, anything and or- like that's the thing it's also rated pg yeah it's 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 a movie for uh-huh. everybody, and typically those movies aren't critically acclaimed. Right. And I and but like this is one of those that I could see getting uh-huh. critical acclaim oh, yeah, no, anyway. It, it should. Um, but like the first time I heard about this was like my debate partner or Kitten, you all know Kitten. Um, he he told me he was like, oh yeah, like I, I saw that movie with my family. It was actually really good, and I was like, huh, it doesn't seem like the type of movie Kitten would like. Not and at just all. like he's just like starting, he's just like, no, nah, bro, like that movie is like deep, like it gets on some some shit. And I'm like, like really, like Mister Rogers, like are you sure? And he's like, bro, like watch that shit. And I watched it, and I was like, holy fuck, so it really does. It's- I start telling people about it, and I've had multiple people hit me up like, yo, I finally saw that Mister Rogers movie, and like that shit just like fucking hit me, and I'm like. Yo, and it really does. Like, yeah. I I remember a couple moments in that movie where I was straight up moved to tears. And, like, yeah. I was... And it was just because of sheer generosity and niceness. Yeah, well, like, honestly, I don't even... The moments that I realized were most emotional for me were the ones that you could just straight up identify with. Because, like, when, when the dude would do things, then Mr. Rogers would break down. Like, there's this guy that... Um, this writer who was writing about Mr. Rogers who uh, had some things going on in his life that caused him to be kind of this, like... Uh, asshole. Asshole. Um, and Mr. Yeah. Rogers takes this super creative approach to getting to this dude and showing him about, like, what it means to treat people as individuals and as, as precious people. And what's crazy is, like, that dude is mostly a normal dude. Yeah, no, he was. Like, a lot of people are like that. And that's why I think this movie was so impactful because there are moments where I'm watching and I'm like, and I'm like, I, I am that guy. Like, like yeah. I have been that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and it like, he'll explain his thought process and I'm like, damn, that's exactly the why, like, that's the reasoning that I used to justify why I did what I did. Exactly. And, and then he's like, well, no, but you got to look at it like this. And he's yeah. like, and I'm just, and now every single move I make throughout the day, I'm like, can I make someone else's day exactly. better by doing this? Right. So, like, I've caught myself numerous times since I've watched that movie. I do not... I'm pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. I do not like paying for things that I don't have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. I found myself paying for anybody who's around me. Oh, shit. Like, really? if I'm with a friend... <laughs> if I'm with a friend and we're, like, going to get food, if yeah. we're going to do something, and they're and they, like, uh, say that they've they had like a rough day or Mm -hmm. something or they just have a complaint any complaint i don't give a shit if like we are somewhere you want that cool let's get it yeah yeah it's that it's that simple it's that like and and like like, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me at all like i'm out nine bucks (laughs) the world kept spinning like i'm fine (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like you're really teaching like where the values are in that movie and it's like 
it does a great job of doing it. Like, if you watch that movie and walk away not learning something about what it means to be a better human, then you you just tuned out, like, straight up. Like, I mean, I that moment in the movie where he tells him to be quiet mm-hmm. and the movie gets completely silent and Mr. Rogers looks directly at the camera. Yo. Bro, I was Yo. chilled. Yo. Like, I... I got chills talking about it right now. Yeah. Like I teared up in that moment. Like he did too. Yeah. Like that was the point of that moment was uh-huh. to make you feel fucking everything. Exactly. And it was like And it was perfect. It was perfect. Like it was literally Like I've got gooses perfect. talking about the shit right now. And Tom Hanks might as well have been Mr. Rogers. Oh my god. That he he sold the role no, so he good. He sold it so much. And like there will there will be when I sh- I bet I bet you when I show my kids this movie, they're gonna be like, "Is that Mr. Rogers?" And I'm gonna be like, nah, "I mean, might as well be." Though. Yeah, close, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks. I mean, he's just he's Tom a saint. Is a G2. Like he is, he is a, a saint person for this. Like when I heard it was gonna be Tom Hanks and Mr. Rogers, I was like, "Wait, like, is there anybody else who would have done it?" Because I don't know anyone else who can stand up to this role. One third of the Tom Holy Hanks. Trinity, Tom Hanks. One third of the Holy Trinity. Tom Hanks, Keanu Reeves, Paul Rudd. That's my Holy Trinity. Paul Rudd. Okay. It's the white men. Okay. I think I throw, just the white men. I think like, I throw Sam Jackson in there. Oh, um, I'm just talking white men. Okay, okay. Like these are the whites we trust. <laughs> the the, <laughs> the whole Holy Trinity of what? That's a tweet. The Holy <laughs> Trinity of the whites. Remember this part in our conversation. There's a tweet in there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did see that tweet. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's where I got it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, because oh yeah, it was when Jeff Goldblum was going through all that shit after he said that he believes in our uh, court of justice, mm. where he was basically yeah. like, well, he didn't say that. I'm oversimplifying it like crazy. He said he believes that uh Woody Allen should be perceived as innocent until proven guilty not guilty as until proven innocent like our culture is so quick to do nowadays yeah and uh I mean Woody Allen's pretty well on record as being kind of guilty so like when he said that we were all like ah Jeff so like and someone I mean, honestly I feel like the uh, prove your innocence route might be better <laughs> oh it absolutely is <laughs> yeah like I feel like I'm more motivated to prove my innocence if you all view me as guilty. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and it's like uh, you had to be accused by someone for some reason. So you know. But yeah, so it was like so it was like since Jeff Goldblum's getting canceled, Paul Rudd is getting promoted to the Holy Trinity. So yeah. it was like oh, okay. it was like Tom Hanks, Keanu Reeves, Jeff Goldblum at first, which I fucking love Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum I still dope. love Jeff. Goldblum. I, I was gonna say I fuck with Jeff Goldblum. I, I fuck with him so heavy, but then someone was like, "We'll we're replacing him with Paul Rudd." <laughs> we're replacing him. Uh, Paul Rudd's good. Paul Rudd's a honestly, solid dude. maybe another. He hasn't been famous super long. Maybe another five years. Dude, Paul Rudd's been famous a long time. Really? That man. That man's first movie was in the late nineties. For real. I think he was in Clue, or Clueless. Yo. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever saw Clueless. Uh, Clueless. I've seen Clue. I'm trying to figure it out. I can't remember which movie it is. That's wild, though. Clueless, 1995. Damn. Paul Rudd is the main male protagonist. What's that? Have you seen that movie? Clueless? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cheesy, mid-90s kind of romantic comedy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's where most people get their start. Yeah. But it's like a... Ah, oh, shit. I can't remember... What I was gonna say. Never mind. Fuck it. It's a rom com. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Paul Rudd and rom com. Is it? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. He's, I mean, yeah. He. I, he pull, Paul Rudd he plays off, the same guy. He pulls off the average white guy who's also kind of funny, which is perfect for rom com. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's just. 
I mean, I, I identify a lot with Paul Rudd because he's just he's just an average white guy. Like, that's he's, it makes him relatable. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just, just like, the way I see he that is. And I'm like, hey, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Rudd, you made it. Why can't I? <laughs> Why can't I? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, a beautiful day, day in the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah, very very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. Uh, um, but back to the Joker. Back to the Joker. Anyways, that movie died. Wow, that like. <laughs> That rabbit hole had a sub-rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) We started with the Joker, went on a beautiful day in the neighborhood rabbit hole, which led us to a Paul Rudd rabbit hole. But I'm just interested in why we started with the Joker, and then our first transition was to a beautiful day. Couldn't be more different. (laughs) Couldn't be more different. Couldn't be more different. No. Um, But anyways, the Joker um, was just the, the... For being a superhero fan, or a comic book fan in general... This movie is utterly satisfying because oh, the it best. just it, even like the moment, and this is gonna. I, this honestly is probably my favorite moment of cinema this entire year. Was the moment where um, Joker is? It's like the last five minutes, and he's getting taken. He's on top of the top of the cop on car top of the yeah. with the with the uh, blood. And I was just like, like just like the way that they shot that, and the way that they like revolve around joker while like uh elevating showing everything camera. yeah and like showing the suit and showing just like the vest his glory like yeah, this is glory. the joker and like, i was like yo like this movie has been a, con- a, a continuation or a, a transformation of this character arthur um, fleck arthur fleck into the joker who is not arthur fleck is not the joker like in like i feel like the movie made that very clear um like these are the, two. Like this man is fundamentally yeah. a completely different person. And the purpose of this movie, in a lot of ways, and I, you know, we've talked about this plenty. On uh, we we record, yeah, we did a segment about Joker. Um, but the 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 idea is that he wasn't made this way by his like solely by his own doing. Like, yeah, there were pressures which pushed him in this direction, and the movie was and real life factors like yeah. these these are real things that like. I mean, he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't get a uh, disability checks, yeah, could he? Like exactly. that was like that was like one thing that his like, therapist didn't give a fuck about him. Exactly. Um, and it was like watching watching the examination of these for the, the of these forces that kind of push someone in the direction that leads them to what Arthur Fleck became is just interesting to me because it's like there's a lesson in there for everyone who walk just like a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Like if you walk away from the Joker and like. This was actually this is actually a kind of a hot button topic, but to me, if you walk away from the Joker without having learned something, then you didn't critically watch that film, because yeah. you were you were taking this this character who we all know is is evil evil, and you're saying oh because we we understand his story now, um, you we have to like him. That's 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 not, not true. That's not at all yeah. true. It's because you understand it you understand him better so like why is he so evil yeah it doesn't mean you appreciate him yeah exactly <laughs> you understand yeah you don't appreciate and it's, it's like, like the the end of understanding is to learn shit and that's why that's what this movie was was coming to an understanding was coming was was coming to learn how the joker became the joker and i just like those sorts of those sorts of stories like anywhere like in anything <laughs> my favorite little thing about the joker is that he carried around that card yeah which was like a, a calling yeah. to the other jokers how uh-huh. his calling card was literally a playing card yeah yeah i fucking loved that oh shit and then oh, bro they had so many good themes in there like they had the uh they had the um 
Every time he danced after he killed somebody. Every time that was that was a good one, and then um, the it was just like uh, everything is funny to him, or he's just like. Um, what, what was the saying they had? My life's a tragedy. My life's a, a tragedy. Or, it's not a tragedy. It's a fucking comedy. Yes, yes, yes. That that was. I was just like, fuck. Like, damn. That, like, it's just such a great way of conceptualizing these. Messages. Like, what was going on in his head? Yeah, exactly. It's like that's that's. I can understand very easily um, where the Joker is coming from when someone does something and he just laughs. And the point of that is to not understand it, right? Like, that's an abnormal reaction to most situations where the Joker was laughing at. Someone. For sure. But it's like. You then begin to understand that, like why, like what the abnormality comes from, what it stems from, and that's just good writing all around. And it's it's ultimately to me about how he felt so powerless. Yeah, that the moment that he killed those two dudes on the subway, mm-hmm. and people started kind of idolizing him. Some of them did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shit went straight to his head. Understandably, oh, yeah. yeah, it went straight to his head, and he felt power. Uh huh. And he was finally confident about something. Yeah. So he walks right up to that, right up to Brian Tyree Henry, asks for these specific files about who his real father is because yeah. he's done. He's like, all right, well, if my mom lied to me about this, yeah. then I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm fucking done. And then he walks up, he asks for him, and he's like, you know those guys on the subway? I did that. I did that. He, like, he was like talking about it like he, he, he thought he was about to get some serious praise from yeah. this man because he did that. He was like, man, those are some fucking dirtbags like they're they're terrible people like they're just rich assholes who think that they're they're entitled to everything and so i showed them like he's like i showed them like basically i I, fuck them and like to him he's like yo like i did something good i did a service for this world i took someone who has caused me the very worst pain of my life um and like or taking like a a mold of that sort of person Mm -hmm. and i've I've shown them who's boss and like that's that's triumphant for the joker oh absolutely (laughs) but everyone else is like everyone's like too chill the fuck (laughs) out yeah (laughs) everyone's like yo you can't just kill people to cope (laughs) (laughs) but like yo go be an alcoholic like (laughs) like, get get this shit over with like that actually just brought an interesting idea into my head though like what what are some examples of superheroes that kill people 100 percent deadpool (laughs) deadpool um like that's the same idea like well and the thing is those that the superheroes that kill people are mm-hmm. anti-heroes. That's true, yeah. They're not superheroes. Yeah. Superheroes are the ones that have that strict moral code that are yeah. like like Captain America. Captain America is not going to kill unless he uh-huh. absolutely yeah. has to. Right. And I, I like how, like, in the, in the Batman games, like, he does some fuck shit to these people. Like, but it's like, you, you can never, like... Uh, throw them off a building or something like that. Like, you can't blatantly kill them. Uh, I've been playing the Spider-Man game. Bro, you can kick people off of skyscrapers. Oh, dude. That, oh, dude, I fucking (laughs) love that Yo, yo, Spidey 100% killed that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like that shit where you, like, swing and you kick them off a building. Like, that dude's gonna land. (laughs) (laughs) One time I did that and I looked down and the body was just gone, but I was like, bro, he is Bro, bro, he is dead. Like, (laughs) kids are playing this game, they're gonna be like, Spidey just kicked them off the skyscraper. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) No, but, like, uh, just, like, the idea that the Joker represents this person who takes control of his own life and starts to add meaning to it and albeit that meaning is uh inherently negative and violent and disruptive extremely wrong yeah it's it's still there's still merit i think to the talent of everything from the they shot that film digitally 
um, or no, 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 they shot it on, um, they didn't shoot it digitally, they shot it on film, and they added the digital stuff afterwards, so, uh, if you look at it, you can kind of see how, like, there are parts of it that look comic booky, like, okay, like, it, it, it's hyper-realism, essentially, yeah. and, like, there, you can definitely see, like, in the, um, um, like, when they show, like, that long-ass street, like, that busy-ass mm-hmm. street, um, yeah. the, the, like, la- the back 50% of that shot is, like, all, all, all like, digital. digital, but the front 50% is actually, like, Real. recorded on film, yeah. and they just extended it out, but it made it look like it was, um, almost like a video game you're looking at like because you know how like video games that look fucking real like yeah it's, it's kind of ridiculous it made it look like that which in the context of watching a joker movie i was thrilled like i'm like this oh is i love awesome it. like because it's, it's already like a, i a- saw that movie in imax oh shit and one of the best viewing experiences i've ever had for any movie really i mean just because of how beautiful visually it was mm-hmm and in IMAX theater, you know how it has, like, the surround sound so you can actually yeah. hear where sounds are coming from? Yeah. Shit was scary as fuck. Oh, I bet. That's... Like, shit would pop up and, like, I'd hear it behind my right ear. Oh. And you're just like, who the fuck? And, yo, <laughs> fuck all that. Yeah, fuck all that. It was fun as fuck, though. No, great, no, I, great I, I fucking bet. movie. That sounds like, that sounds really dope. No, I, I need to watch more movies in IMAX. Joker would be a good one. Oh, too. dude. No, a movie I just saw in IMAX and we can kind of cruise this right into uh, the right. next one right. rise of skywalker oh shit oh was that an imax i i saw it in oh, imax okay. the second time i saw it okay I was, damn. <laughs> yeah. so i mean i i fucking love star wars everyone yeah. knows i love star wars yeah. and i'm really fucking excited to talk about it <laughs> okay so uh here we go rise of skywalker i want to hear your thoughts because i remember we uh-huh. sat next to each other my first viewing yeah and i felt your disdain i feel like i felt your disappointment yeah and well I wasn't necessarily. I, I guess I was disappointed. I wasn't blown away by anything or or surprised by anything. By the end of that movie, I was honestly just ready for it to be over, kind of because. And I get what you're saying. I, I don't know what it was about the story specifically. The acting was well done. The uh, the the character development I think was was sufficient enough. Um, I think that the. Um, how they shot the movie it was it's oh my god the, the, it was this past trilogy visually one of the visually most visually so good one of the most visually breathtaking mm-hmm. works of art i've ever seen yeah rise of skywalker it's what we want oh my star god wars. it like, was fucking yeah. it was it was somehow bigger than any star wars movie has ever been yeah and still felt like star wars mm-hmm. like fundamentally at its core it felt like a star wars movie right i just couldn't for the life of me get a a concrete like theme out of this trilogy from this movie specifically because it's like they built like from the force awakens they start with this idea of a hero can be anywhere like a Mm -hmm. a jedi can be anyone absolutely Um, and i'm like this is dope i like this like like they're starting something new Mm -hmm. um and really this is the conclusion to three uh or nine movies all of, all eight movies yeah. before this, yeah. This and it, it, I think it did a really um, good job of wrapping it all up. I think it. So I do think it did do a good job of that. The only problem was I just wish Star Wars didn't even try to do that. Like I don't think that you was, wish they would have focused on this trilogy, not the whole thing. Yes, and I wish they would have focused on this trilogy going into the next one because it's okay. like I feel like there was a great opportunity for them to start talking about how like the Jedi specifically can um, 
can start to recreate themselves. And Got you, yeah. From a grassroots sort of mentality where it's like, we don't need an Obi-Wan, we don't need a Luke, we need a Rey who knows for some reason, for some reason that she can't explain, that there is something that's pulling her towards this light. There's also something that's pulling her towards these. This, this will have spoilers. Spoiler warning. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this movie, and I'm going to talk the shit out of it, okay? <laughs> but it's like, there's this battle between light and darkness for Rey, and that's a very prominent thing. And it's like, obviously she needs to choose the light right mm-hmm. in the end, and she does. But I want that to be of her own accord, not of this idea that she is... Uh, a Skywalker, uh, not of this idea that like, uh, uh, Re- or um, Kylo Ren just fucking just turns out to be completely opposite of what everyone believed him to be, and that compels her to do it. But I was just like, it seemed like they created too many hoops for themselves to jump through in this movie yeah. to get to the conclusion that they want. And the thing is, part of that is because of what the Last Jedi did to the franchise. Yeah. I mean, The Last Jedi was taken by Ryan Johnson. The other mm-hmm. two are J.J. Abrams movies through and through. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson took his story and ran his own way with it. Yeah. And I think The Rise of Skywalker did as good as it possibly could have mm-hmm. given what The Last Jedi was. Yeah. And it was like, watching it, I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not disappointed. I wish it was better. I wish it was, like, more uh, independently interesting. But, like... I was. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it, it, you can't watch that movie and not fanboy. Like, I mean, it was a fucking <laughs> brilliant movie. Yeah. Like, no matter what, if you don't like this movie, you still liked the movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you enjoyed viewing it. You enjoyed watching. I will it. watch The Rise of Skywalker 100 percent again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you do you remember what I said to you as soon as that vi- the movie ended? What? I looked at you and I go, "Well, that happened." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it that's kind of how you felt. like It was. Here's the thing. I sat on it. It it grew a lot for me. I liked it a lot 12 hours after I watched it. The next mm-hmm. morning I woke up, I felt even better about it than I did the night before. Yeah. I saw it again. 50 times better to me. Really? And here's why. First time I'm watching it, I'm thinking about it the entire time. I'm thinking about, okay, why'd they do that? Uh-huh. Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? Yeah. Okay, they did that. Why? Uh-huh. Like it's all all these things they just and when you're watching this movie, it is all gas, no brakes. Yeah. That thing does not stop. No. It fucking rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and you are you're not getting a yeah, rest. No, you're not. You think you're taking a piss break during this movie? You're fucking wrong. Yeah. Everything happens in this movie. <laughs> and while there were there was that part in the middle where Han comes back and speaks to Kylo didn't like it what it, it was like hans like why do they need when, when someone needs to do something why is it the, the the trope every time to be like oh here's this person from their past uh let's have them give the speech and i agree i agree that is an overused it, it's trope. Almost, it's like it's like the the issue that i have with cw tv shows which i love um Anytime anything happens, it's like, I'll go talk to him. I'll go talk oh, yeah, to him. Ex- exactly. let, me, I'll, let me go talk to him. I'll go talk to him. And, and it's for like, sure, it, for gets, sure. it gets to be like, from that point of view, I completely understand. Uh-huh. Because that that was the part of the movie. The heart of the movie was Han talking to Kylo, yeah. Luke coming out and talking to Rey as a Force ghost. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Leia reached out to Kylo, too. Yeah. And the reason that that's good for a Star Wars movie uh-huh. 
is because that's what this has always been. Right. Luke saved Vader, gave him redemption in the end. Mm-hmm. And Han, like what the son did for the father there is mm-hmm. what the father does for the son here. Yeah. He convinces him, and I fucking loved this scene. The second time I watched it might be my favorite scene really? in all of Star Wars. Really? All of them. Okay. Part of that is because after the second viewing, I'm fairly certain Kylo Ren's my favorite character uh-huh. in any movie. Any of them. And the way they... George Lucas always said, good stories rhyme. Yeah. And I love the way they utilized that fucking hundreds of times in Rise of Skywalker. The way Kylo looks at Han and goes, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah. Exactly what he said right before he killed Han in The Force Awakens. And I can't remember exactly what Han says in the response, but I think it's, you do. You do have the strength. Really? Yeah, and in the first one, he said, you do have the strength. Kylo killed him because that, in that moment, is what he felt he had to do because he felt like he was too far gone. He's lost. Yeah. He's out of here. Yeah. In this one, the strength, he doesn't know if he has the strength to view himself as good enough. Uh Uh-huh. He doesn't know that he is good enough to be on the light, in the light side. Yeah. So when he looks at him, he says, I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And he goes, you do. And he throws the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. And then he looks at him and he goes, he's, he's breaking. And he goes, dad. Yeah. And Han goes, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, bro. Uh, like, it, that was the I love you, I know callback right there. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that shit warmed my fucking no. heart. And they had a ton of moments like that, that only someone who is deeply sympathizing with the entirety of the Star Wars um, will uh, appreciate story it. or franchise will appreciate. And it, it, at, a, at a point, I'm not going to lie. When they were just like, there was like a, maybe 30 minutes where so many different characters from the just past popped up, just yeah. pop up. And I was like, what the fuck? That's, that's that part of the movie lane? I was talking about. Like yeah. Luke, Luke shows up. Han and it's like, up. I didn't know how to feel about that. And then um, I, I was ultimately okay with it though because you know it's it's I'm a Star Wars fan, but I think the part that I hated the, the most was when fucking uh, first of all, anytime someone dies, they're never fucking dead in Star Wars. It, okay, it, yeah, it gets annoying. That okay, and this movie specifically yeah. was terrible. But then, it. like at the very end, when like. Uh, uh, Ray is dying. Uh, you, you might. You're, you're probably going to be better at explaining this. What? What was? I got. That? I got what you. Okay. I, I, get, I know exactly what you're about to talk uh-huh. about. All right. So, Ray and Ben at this mm-hmm. point. Ben Solo, who yeah. got flipped by his dad, Han. They are. They get their life force sucked out by Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Palpatine becomes strong enough to rule the Sith on his own. <laughs> and I understand. I understand the laugh there, but uh. This sucking the life force out of them kills them effectively, right? Yeah. Ray gets the power of the Jedi all behind her. Great scene. Very Avengers Endgame esque. Oh yeah. The entire ending of that movie was exactly like Avengers yeah, Endgame. Weird. The entire fleet shows up just like all the holes open. No, I, that was my first thought. I am all the Jedi. I am Iron Man. Like it's it's the exact same thing. I was like, wait, <laughs> like this seems uber familiar and it's the exact same thing we'll talk about Endgame here in a second which is crazy to think that that was the same year as this one but (laughs) (laughs) fuck good year 
fucking great year for franchise movies. I oh, mean, yeah. the end of the Avengers saga, the end of stage one or phase one or whatever. Phase four. Or well, like it's the, like the, the first. The Infinity Saga. The Infinity the Saga. The end of the Infinity right. Saga and the end of the Skywalker Saga. It's a fucking great year for mm-hmm. movies. But uh, <laughs> when Rey defeats Palpatine, yeah. she's dead. Like, yeah. she, all of her force to go on, it's gone. Uh-huh. Ben Solo climbs out of that fucking hole. And so, at this point, I'm like, okay, so, Palpatine obviously was dead. He's back dead, alive. Dead. He is dead, and, dead. Er, no, 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 I'm saying, like, he was dead, back alive, now he's ruling shit, right? Kills, or, or, or uh, apparently kills Ray and Ben. Uh, Ray isn't dead, though. And I'm thinking, at this point, Ben is dead, because he got, like, blasted. He got thrown into, away. he got yeah. thrown into the hole. At this point, I'm like, Ben must be off. He must, they must have offed him. Ray gets back up, I'm like, and oh, shit, that she's... one, that one, I knew he wasn't dead. Okay. That one I knew he wasn't dead because that man earned a death that was greater than Palpatine yeah, forcing that was, him into that was a hole. Ultimately, why I was a little skeptical, but it, you know I was okay with it at that point. It's it's, it's normal movies do that all the time. Yeah. And then uh, Ray gets back up. I'm like, okay, okay, this makes sense. Ray defeats Palpatine, right? And then you're like, that's it. Like that's that should it. be it. And then she collapses. She collapses, and I'm like, and then Ben climbs out of the hole. What the fuck? And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, there's Ben. Help her. And then. And I understand this. I understand your problem with it. And I, I, I really do. Because it is... Yeah. It's corny. But it's cheesy. It is absolutely all those things. Then Ben comes to her and then gives her his life. Take that any way you want. Honestly, I don't feel like people are... I 100% at this point think Star Wars will give Rey a baby from that. Oh, absolutely. Because like, Ky- Kylo impregnated her. As soon as I realized what was happening, I was like, wait, so he put her hand, he put his put hand, his hand directly her on her stomach. He revived her by giving her life. life. And I was like, this already sounds like a, a bad sex joke, but um, let's, yeah. like, we're, we're going to be okay with it. They're probably going to, like, do some shit with that. And then Ben just falls out. Or, no, 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 no. No, they kiss. They kiss. And then Ben falls out. <laughs> and then. All right, and I want to know, how'd you feel about the kiss? Hated it. I was like, fuck. You know, I knew going in, I was like, they're going to play up Kylo. They're going to. Uh, Rayla. Rayla, yeah. They're going to play that up. I 100% know that they will. But then I thought that they wouldn't because it seemed like they were going the, the Finn route. What? Okay, and Finn was not going to say, I love you. Really? The actor, John Boyega, confirmed he was not going to say, I love you. What he, he was going to tell her and what I wish. Ryan Johnson would have taken advantage of in The Last Jedi is that Finn clearly has the Force. Clearly is in touch with the Force. Oh. He was going God to damn a- it. he okay. was going to ask Ray to train him. Damn. That makes so much more and sense. And they didn't have time to do it because Ryan Johnson decided to give him a one-off love story. That was fucked. Why did they do that? Like, who does that in a movie? Like, in a in a trilogy. My only theory is that Ryan Johnson fundamentally did not like the Finn storyline. Yeah. And decided, fuck this shit. Yeah. We're going to have him race through some rich place with weird animals. Which, Canto Bite. That's the plan. That was the plan. Yeah, and it was a, it was a good scene. It, it, was, it, was, it was fucking it was a fun. Good and don't get me wrong, the Last Jedi, in in and of itself, great movie. I love watching it, that movie uh-huh. because it is a Star Wars story. Yeah, it doesn't fit this saga. Though. It doesn't. And it, I felt like when that was happening, like I'm like, this is all visually appealing and stuff. But like, why are they going so in depth on them? What were they trying to do? Like find a ship or something? Uh, or Finn's Finn storyline in, in the Last Jedi. In the Last Jedi, Finn was a. Uh, 
he what, was trying why did to they, uh, why did him and rose he was leaving and then rose knew he was leaving so she left with him yeah because so he was deserting technically what happened in last jedi was the resistance was going to be destroyed by the first order yeah first order and they sent or finn left under finn and rose left and poe was the only one who knew about it they left so that they could find uh I can't remember what they were looking yeah, for, were looking but it was something, something to get them the fuck out of there yeah. so that they could dip and the first order wouldn't catch up. Yeah. I think it was, I think they were looking for fuel, mm. but I don't know why they would have gone that far for fuel. I can't remember what they were looking for. Point is it was going to save them from getting destroyed by the first order. Yeah. Ultimately they, they isn't, isn't everything going to save them from getting destroyed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean like it's star Wars. It's the good Star-Wars. guys are going to win. Like, and, and like, that's what's comforting about it. And like, yeah, and, like, that's the thing with Star Wars is, like, the good guys are going to win. It's going to happen however it happens. Yeah. And for me, I – the first time I watched their kiss, Ray and Kylo, mm-hmm. I, too, was very disappointed. Because what sucks is in the eighth movie, I got major, major romance vibes. Yeah, me Like, too. they were clearly building a romance. Me, too. The start of this movie, dead. And I wouldn't it's, even say it's necessarily dead. It, seemed like, it seemed like their bond formed into something else. Yeah. Their bond, for me, became something more fraternal. Yeah. They felt brother sister to me. They felt like no, Luke Leia. No, one hundred percent. Because he's like, I know who your father was, and he's like, uh, uh, like I know all this about you, and it just kind of seemed like. They're playing this game, and Kylo was trying to sort of manipulate her and be like, "No, I have more force power." But she's like, "No, I'm I, I've trained in the force, like I can beat you." But it was like brother sister, like obviously brother and sister on different sides of the battle, but yeah. still brother and have you you haven't read? It. There's a book, um, the Bhagavad Gita, which is uh, it's like a, a, a traditional Hindu text. Oh yeah, um, I've heard, I've heard of the book. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the that's the story that is happening. It's it's a, a guy Ar- Arjuna is uh, he has to go to battle with his uh, brother or something. Gotcha. And so the book is Krishna, the Hindu god, yeah, yeah. giving him all the lessons and stuff. Gotcha. Um, and so it, it felt like that. It felt like it was Ray, ne- knowing that she needed to fight someone who was probably important to her, but she couldn't verify um, because she knew she had some sort of connection to him. But, um, like, ultimately, it was a family member. And, I mean, in the context of the Bhagavad Gita, it was something where, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And so, that's what I thought it, this was going to terminate in, a story like that. And everything I just said is how I felt the first time I watched the movie. The second time I watched the movie, I thought about it like this. Okay, now I know they're building to this this big kiss. Yeah. Everything's immediately reframed. Everything feels a little bit more romantic. Yeah, naturally. And I mean, like, as it should. Yeah. But, and, like, that shouldn't be how it happens. Like, you should be able to watch the movie mm-hmm. and get that the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... But, that the, see, and this this is already two instances of this, of that phenomenon happening with this movie, which is why I'm kind of wary about it. I because get you. Mm-hmm. with the Finn thing, that's exactly what happened for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, he was going to say I love you, but he's like, no, I actually wasn't. If you watch closer, you're going to realize it's this. But it, it's like... And the first time I watched it, my, obviously my immediate thought is I love you because that's what... It's not necessarily what Star Wars was trying to portray. It's just what movies portray. Yeah. I'm about to die. 
I have something to tell you, this person that is extremely close to me, it's I love you. Yeah. Like that's it's I love that's you. what you go yeah, to, right? That is, yeah. In the context of Star Wars though, and that's the thing. My problem when I watched it the first time is that I wasn't thinking in context of what Star Wars is. Mm. I was thinking in, in context of simply what cinema is. Yeah. When you watch this movie and think about the layers of like the Star Wars universe, everything makes more sense. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the fucking universe is so complex. It's 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 so, it's, it's so intricate and complex everything. Yeah, but Kylo and Rey, they were obviously building that romance in 8. Yeah. With I mean, you felt it. That yeah. there was some heat there, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And in the ninth movie, when he goes, "You wanted to take my hand. Why didn't you?" She goes, I did want to take your hand. Later in the movie, Ben's hand. And you're kind of like, okay. The way I look at that now is it's the same way we view Anakin and Darth Vader. These are two different people. Okay. Same character, but two different people. How She would never have known Ben. She, she knew Kylo first. So, like, what grounds is there to start some sort of remote? Or like she loved romantic? Han. She loved Leia. That's fair. She loved Luke. That's his uncle. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like she was more in love with like the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> oh yeah, and like <laughs> and like more so than just Ben himself. She's just in love with these and people. Another part of it though, another part of it though that I think definitely fed into their romance is you remember them calling them a dyad of the Force. Yeah, two who are one. Yeah, they are two who are one. Yeah, like I think no matter what. If you literally aren't related, it's probably going to come with some romantic connotation to two who are one. Yeah, that's fair. But we all thought they were related. I didn't. Really? I didn't think they were related. Okay. I, uh, b- based off The Last Jedi, I mm-hmm. didn't think they were re- related. Yeah. Uh, seventh movie, I agree. 100%. I was like, oh, they have the same parents. Yeah. But then I saw Han and Leia, the way they treated her. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's no way they have the same parents. Yeah. Like, that can't be possible. I, I always thought, so seventh movie, because that, that was that, like, you know, a Jedi comes from anywhere. I thought it was like, oh, her parents are going to be some nobodies. But then I was like, I, I got the feeling they might, she might be related to Kylo. But I was like, no, there got to be some nobodies. And then The Last Jedi happened, and then they really play up, like, they're clearly not related. And I was like, well, I'm really thinking it's just going to be some random people. Like, they might be, like, tangentially related to the story. And it turns out that they were um, sort of tangentially related to the story. For sure. Um, and, you know, I guess it, in a way, it still does accomplish the whole a Jedi can come from anywhere. Um, but Because she... It's almost like they rewrite that strain by ending it being like, my name is Rey Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, and... It doesn't even sound that good. Ray Skywalker? I like it. I like Skywalker, but I, and, and I like Ray. I just don't know if I like him back to back. And that was also the, you know, when it ended, I said, well, that happened. And Skywalker thing. Didn't like it. Did, I, I thought they should just go Ray Palpatine. An hour and a half. I did not. Really? If she would have said Ray Palpatine, I'd have been like, yo, what? <laughs> You're just going to take Palpatine's name after yeah, that? I, I thought that would have been a dope little point of reclamation to be like, like no. Palpatine is now mine yeah, like this yeah. is my shit okay I get that yeah. I get that but the way I view it is that 
she was more Skywalker than she no, ever she was, was Palpatine. And I 100% could tell. As soon as they showed Leia and Luke. And they were like, they're like, do it. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> they were like tell her. Tell her your name, the, Skywalker. <laughs> anytime they do the Force Ghost in Star Wars, just looking, like, you know. Like, they know that it's like, you know what's up, G. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what the, you know what and the deal is. And then she goes, what's your name? And I'm like, what is your name? <laughs> yeah, she, she was like, Ray. And she was like, what's your last name? And she, like, looks over and I was like. Why are you like all of a sudden looking over there? <laughs> and then Luke and Leia show up, and she's like, "Skywalker." And Skywalker. I, and I was like, "Eh." Second time I watched it, I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, you are. And see, and that's the thing. That's actually how most Star Wars movies go for me. No, is the first is. time I watch them, I don't really like them. Mm-hmm. And it's and I I can only say that with seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Because they're the only ones I've gotten the opportunity to see mm-hmm. for the and, first time yeah. in theaters. Yeah. And but that's that's kind of something about Star Wars movies in general, apparently. I and I totally get it because I could, I could completely understand watching any of the first three movies, mm-hmm. like for the first time and not enjoying them. Yeah, and they weren't really well critically. I don't know if many of the Star Wars movies of all nine have been critically received well. Empire was, uh, New Hope, Hope was. was the first. The first Star Wars um, was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, lost but, to Annie Hall. Um, other than those two, I don't know if there were any other Star Wars movies that people, like, critically in their time were like, yes, this is a good film. Like, this is a good movie. I don't know if that's been necessarily said of any of this past trilogy. Um, but we still watch it and we still enjoy it and it still makes money. I think not because, like, they make stories with, like great plots necessarily they make stories that people connect with they make stories that people can connect with and they make stories that are uh just like entertaining and and at its core like what that's disney that's what that is what disney is and uh at star wars's core it's always been about family yeah oh yeah. it's always been about the people you love yeah so i liked a lot that palpatine was back Mm -hmm. and this time it was the family that had to destroy itself. I just wish they brought it up earlier. Like, I was like, why did they hide Palpatine for so long? And I'm pretty sure that's because Ryan Johnson kills Snoke. Yeah. Ryan Johnson kills Snoke when Snoke is actually supposed right. to be the villain in as episode As soon as nine. I saw Snoke, I was like, he's too similar to Palpatine. Like, is this just every Sith overlord, like, looks like this? Like, I was just like, and he, he sounds kind of like Palpatine. Um, it just... No, 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 no! Come to find out, it is Palpatine. And you're like, you know... Well, then, like, when you think about it like that, that's good. Isn't isn't that fundamentally a good storytelling thing for you to look at that villain and go, that's that's so much like Palpatine, and then they reveal, like, it was Palpatine. That is, but I feel like that made Palpatine less impactful as a character in this trilogy than he should have been. Because all of this was Palpatine, but... We I think that makes it fun. Like it's it's all it's all a yeah. matter of like how you look at it. Like, but nobody knew. Nobody like everybody basically knew. You know what that makes him though? What the fact that you never once saw him and he was controlling all the shit? What the Phantom Menace? It makes him the Phantom Menace from Episode One. Everything he does affects all the way through Episode Nine. That's and I fair. think that's fun. I think that's a cool, fun way to round out the story. And I do agree, I would have liked if he was actively a part of 7 and 8. But then, if he is actively a part of 7 and 8, that completely undermines the original trilogy. That's fair. That's fair. 
And you, you did say that, like, in the context of Star Wars, everything makes more sense. And I think that's just, that's probably, that, that 100% is true. But it's hard to do that with Star Wars because so many people, like myself, oh, so many. Are, are not, like, Star Wars, it's hard to figure oh, out it is hard to what figure the out. fuck the progression and the continue, the, uh, like, Absolutely. the story is. Absolutely. Like, it, it's not a, it's not a straightforward story. It's just it's, not. It's very difficult to follow at points. Like, they have parts of the story that are, that are canon that happened in comic books. Yeah. And, like, that they do make sorts of references to. And you're just kind of supposed to just accept it or know it, I guess. I do like that uh, Darth Sidious or Emperor Palpatine's, like, first... One of his first lines in the movie, when he's introducing himself to Kylo Ren, he's like, uh, the dark side is a path to uh, uh, methods that many consider unnatural and the and the shit like flashes on his face i was i loved the way palpatine looked oh yeah no he he, looked dope he was he was was definitely he he fit the character perfectly like that's that's what phantom palpatine looks like right yeah that's and it's weird it's i like that you pointed that out though because that that does show um just that they're being very consistent in general with star wars they're trying to show um give justice to the actual story that Star Wars yeah. is. Because yeah, because because there are people who don't like that Palpatine was the villain in this movie because it undermines Darth Vader's redemption. Yeah. Because Darth Vader only comes back to defeat Palpatine, to yeah. kill Palpatine. Yeah. He only he only becomes Anakin again to kill Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. And fun and he did that. Yeah. At that time he did that. Yeah. He brought balance to the force as Anakin was supposed to. Uh-huh. And that was good for the time being. I And I think it's important the, to be able to view these as a whole. Yeah. And also be able to understand that, like, that doesn't undermine his storyline. Because at the time, Palpatine yeah. was dead. Like, he he was but brought the, back from the dead. They uh, make that clear. Then to me, it's like, just please don't do it again. <laughs> like, oh. I get it. Because, but it's just like, with movies, like, normally, Anakin does this thing, restores order to the Force. Great. Now, in this movie, they're framing it as... He did restore order to the force, only because like that was necessary. Now it's necessary and do it again. That and that was almost explicitly the explanation that Luke gives. I think where he's just like that was then. This is now the same thing needs to happen. Absolutely. Don't tell me the same story twice. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> I get you. Then. Uh, what I think the biggest problem and. Uh, pretty much any star wars fan will agree is just the way episode eight went yeah like the last jedi is at its core way different than any star wars movie oh yeah and i mean there's a mutiny within the resistance that's never happened that's never that's never i understand why it happened in the context of that movie i get it but like it is realistic uh i mean and luke never would have gone into exile that no. wasn't Luke. No. That's not what Luke does. Yeah. No. Luke stands up and fights for whatever it is that he's got to do. Like, sure, he had an apprentice who betrayed him, killed all of his Jedi younglings. Yeah. Luke's not giving in. Luke doesn't give up there. No. He goes and he finds and he fights for that. Exactly. Like, and at And that's why I appreciated what J.J. Abrams did in this ninth one with the way he catches... Ray's lightsaber when she's throwing oh, it into yeah. the fight into the fire of the Tie Fighter. Yeah, and he goes, "A Jedi never treats his yeah. their weapon like that." Yeah, 
Which kind of redeems him for throwing the shit over his shoulder at the beginning of episode 8, where he was like, fuck this. Yeah. He just threw that bitch. Like, I was like, man. I've never been more disappointed with Star Wars than, like, the first 20 minutes of The Last Jedi. Because I was just like... Because the way it? Force Awakens ends, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. We're getting Luke's into it. Because you're watching Force Awakens, and this is just what Star Wars does, but they just they, they build that shit up. And they're like, you want lightsabers? You're going to have to wait. Um, and so you get there, you're like, lightsabers, Jedi, let's fucking do it. And then you, you, they're just like, yeah, fuck the Jedi. And you're just like, what? Wait. <laughs> like, wait, where does this story go? <laughs> and I do like the way that Luke's storyline went, because it went in a way... Like, the reason Anakin went over to the dark side in the first place is because of the ways of the Jedi Order. Yeah. The Jedi were fundamentally flawed. Yeah. They did not do a good job no. at what they were supposed to do. Uh-huh. So when Luke realized this, that there was an argument to be made that that's why he went into exile. Mm-hmm. Is that, like... He couldn't cope with it. He couldn't cope with the fact that the Jedi would never be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I think that's what's good about Rey becoming a, quote, gray Jedi is the theory as to what mm-hmm. she becomes is, like, just kind of a gray area. Like, she she uses the Force. That's why she, uh, I guess this probably has the tie-in with the yellow lightsaber. L- yellow lightsaber, right? yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's weird. I kind of like that. The, like, that, I don't know, and this definitely is just because of where I land idealistically. Um, but... It literally feels like the Jedi were created to serve this purpose of serving the ultimate ideal of goodness. Yeah. Um, and trying to reach that, but obviously that's never really. That's yeah, not realistic. Um, and it's the dark side is re- easily recruits people because it's like, as as long as they can uh, uh, materialize that that thought that what you're doing ultimately could be for nothing, or you could have more elsewhere. Um, if you just abandon striving for this unattainable ideal, um, it makes it easy to be like, yeah, let's fuck it, go to the dark side, because, you know, we're just being good people, but for what? And it's like, well, we're being good people to be good people. Um, and that's what I think that uh, the Jedi should be. Like, the Jedi should Absolutely. be some, someone who's like, yeah, sure, like, we won't ever be great, but, you know, we're... we're we're fundamentally good. We're good. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's that's like just we believe in. We believe in the greater good. Yes, exactly. And it's like we believe in doing that in a genuine way. We are not the Sith. Honestly, as long as they were taking down Sith forces and Sith ideology, the Jedi are are doing their job. Um, obviously, they could be doing it better. Always, anyone could always be doing always. their job better. Um, yeah, but I kind of I kind of like that idea that the, that that that's what the jedi are but it makes sense that ray would be more of a gray jedi because she did have like from the very beginning like a lot of weird, dark yeah dark well sides. and another thing that i really loved is that in the eighth movie this is one of the things that ryan johnson did really well with the eighth movie is that it showed ray's tendency to go straight to the dark yeah you remember when luke is like you went straight to the dark. You didn't even hesitate. Like yeah. you went straight to what was at the core of the island, and she was like, "It was calling to me." And he's yeah. like, "He's like, that's you got to resist that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just go to the dark side." Yeah, <laughs> and like that's what they show in the eighth movie when like she shoots the lightning out of her hand just mm. on instinct. Yeah, like just because like she got to that place and she was not hesitating to use it. Like yeah. she was like, "I'm angry, okay," and like she didn't mean to obviously because yeah. yeah. she thought it killed Chewbacca. Uh huh. 
another pretty shitty death tease. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yo, you can't just kill Chewbacca like that. Yeah, like, I know. you're not gonna kill Chewbacca. That part. Uh, it fucked me up. My girl. I was just like, they did that. They really I know. I was that. like, I was like, yo, they just killed Chewbacca at, at like that. At that point, I thought that I thought that the direction for the movie was gonna be to kill off all the old mm-hmm. people. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like that's how Chewbacca's dying. Mm-hmm. And then they brought him back a couple seconds later, and that yeah. was <laughs> a couple seconds later. That's what they they. Were... I mean, and it wasn't. They just a... did it too many times. Yeah, and. His death tease was pointless, but I mean, it wasn't pointless because it, it, the point was to show that Ray could do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking about this in, in the context of Star Wars in general, like the same thing happened with Leia, the same thing happened with Luke. It all happens. Why does it, why do they do it so many times? Well, and the thing is like, realistically, the battles they're fighting you're gonna come close to death. They are. They are. <laughs> you don't have to tease death that much. Yeah, though. you don't like, have. To, you don't have to be like they're dead, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the the part that got me. So Leia dies. That didn't get me. Yeah. No. Because I knew she was gonna die. I knew she was gonna die because because Han dies in one, mm-hmm. Luke dies in eight, Leia was gonna die in nine. That's just how it was gonna go. Yeah. But what did fuck me up was Chewbacca reacting to Leia Bruh. dying. Bruh. And, oh. <laughs> like, I'm having a tough time talking about it, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, and what I also appreciated about it is that as soon as they got back, they were like, we have to go talk to the general. We Like, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, they all got back, right? Yeah. And then the lady who informs them, she's like, the general's dead. Like, I love that Finn immediately just looked at Chewbacca and was like, oh my god, like, that's officially it. Yeah. Everybody who Chewbacca yeah. was with is gone. Yeah. And, I w- and like, the way he collapsed to his knees and just, like, roared, like, yeah. oh, Yo, fuck, man. Goddamn. That fucked me Surely, up. Man. I cried. Especially after you just had thought he was dead and you're just like, oh. He thought he was dead, probably. What was good about that, though, not good about it, but something that came of it that, like, Immediately, I was like, well, now they have to bring Lando back. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. Chewbacca's going to be riding with Lando yep. all the time. Exactly. I fuck with that. <laughs> Heavy. Yo, I was really glad they brought Lando back. Lando. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. Hey. Give Leia my love. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, fuck you, Lando. Get <laughs> your you Matt game in. <laughs> Give Leia my love. Yo, Lando, Lando is the is the G. And they were obviously setting up that uh a uh a series for Disney Plus oh. with Lando and that uh Jenna or Jenna oh. or Hannah. Uh, I can't remember what her the, name was. Yeah, the girl that went with him. Oh, that was the girl who rode the horses. Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember her. She name. was a stormtrooper. Uh, I can't yeah, remember her name either. Yeah. Um, but I, I, she's I, uh, his daughter, right? God damn it. I'm going to be a little upset if she is. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they made it way that's too just, obvious. That's just such a random... Th- like, they never would have ran into each other, though. Well, and that, like, that's the thing. Like, that's kind of the thing with the entire Star Wars universe is, like, you get brought together. 
uh-huh. because of the force. Like these things happen for a reason, and that that's yeah. just the way you have to look at it when it comes to Star Wars. That's yeah, bringing balance like that has. And like that's what Finn reason. talks about with her, which also leads me to believe that's why she was brought to them was that, to that. That could make sense, especially if they do if they do a Disney Plus series. I one hundred percent believe that that's probably oh for sure. Um, I mean, I love Billy D. Oh, Billy D is just great. Smooth as hell. Smooth as hell. Honestly, Donnie Glover playing young Billy D is just it was perfect. Perfect. Solo. They're the same man. Like, oh, fun, yeah. like they, they are both just uh-huh. smooth as fucking butter, bro. Yeah, no, they are. <laughs> just, um, I'm not gonna lie, I fucked with Solo more than Solo so was many a people. good movie. Like that is honestly one of my like, of the time this trilogy came, of this time, of, or of the time of the trilogy coming out, Solo is one or two or, two or three, for me. Oh damn! Really that high? Oh yeah, probably two. I think it's two. It's got to be four for me. Really? If I'm ranking since Disney took over uh-huh. the six movies they put out, yeah. or is it six? Uh, five. 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 Because Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, Solo. Yeah. Rogue One might be the best movie Star Wars has ever made. I actually haven't seen Rogue One in a while. I, I, I've seen, I haven't seen Rogue One in a year. Because it's, it's the story of how they got the plans yeah. for the Death Star. Yeah. Bro, that movie from a story t- storytelling perspective, uh-huh. far and away the most well-written Star Wars movie. Really? Because, and like, I'm, I'm, and, and that makes sense because it's not building a bigger universe. You exactly. knew how the movie was going to end. They yeah. were going to find the Death Star plans. Yeah. It was how they fucking got there. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. No, and they I, still made it a Star Wars movie. I'm like, really, it felt very Star Wars. I'm really blanking on what happened in that movie. I've seen it at least two times, though, for sure. Um, but I, I remember it at the end of that one being, like, solid watch. Like that was Oh, like for sure. Complete circle. Like, they tied that shit up real well. And sp- I, I was, a little, like, going into it, like, you hear Star Wars, so you just want to be, like... Oh, like where are the characters I know about, and you didn't get too many of them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like a good. Yeah, you Star get a Leia Wars cameo, movie. and you get a uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Pops up at the end. Yeah. But uh, we should probably move on. We talked about that for a while. <laughs> yeah. No. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Excellent it, it movie. Was, it was due. It was the latest one that came out, and we didn't do a segment on it too. We just had we had to talk about it extensively because I I love this shit too much not to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, what's the next movie for you? What's Other the next movies, movie? We definitely need to hit Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let's talk about it briefly because I know neither me or you remembers it too well. Yeah. We saw it in theaters. We fucking loved it. Yeah, no, it was super good. We have we have a segment on it already. Go check that out. But Do we have a segment on it? Did we actually talk about it? I can't imagine us going to see that movie and then I not. don't think we did. I don't think we ever did a segment on that movie. Really? Yeah, because I actually remember the next episode we planned to record. I was like, should we talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And we were like... And neither of us felt confident enough to really do it. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, because like, we were just kind of like, I mean, it was a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was good. You know what it is. What like, are we gonna say? It was a. It was fucking the Manson murders. Like the, that's. It was a. It was a, a, a play. Flip, a play a on flip the on the Manson yeah. murder. <laughs> that's just so awesome. Think about that though. Uh, uh, yeah, this is gonna spoil the shit out of the. Actually, it won't. This shit happened. Well, it didn't happen in real life. Anyways, in real life, Manson kills this chick. Um, what's her name? Shit. Fuck me. So the girl played Margot by Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. But it, it's the the character that Margot Robbie is playing in the actual movie. Uh, Sharon. 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 Uh, Sharon. 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 Uh, Sharon. 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 Sharon Tate. Tate. Yeah. Sharon Tate. Uh, in real life, Manson killed her brutally. Um, but in the movie, 
Sharon Tate is the uh, <laughs> next door neighbor of Brad Pitt and or, or of Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. And then Brad Pitt's like his driver. And then it turns up in the end where Manson is on, like we assume, on his way to probably eventually kill Sharon Tate. But then fucking Brad Pitt just goes fucking ape shit and kills all of them. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio torches a person alive Yo, holy shit I... <laughs> in a pool he Yo. was just like like they came out of the pool and he was like <sighs> i remember watching that last sequence like the last fight sequence and it's a Quentin and that's tarantino what that's what tarantino movie. does yeah it's weird because like that's what he normally does but like in this movie there wasn't like too much violence really like it was just not like, all the way up until the end yeah and then but it then was excessive <laughs> It just spazzes out like crazy. Like there was the dude getting shot with a flamethrower, like in a pool. Like, that it was shit was wild. so. It was so it was fun wild, to watch, but though. So good to watch. Yeah, no, and, that shit was dope. And I mean, <laughs> there's not much to say about it. I mean, they play a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is playing an actor in the golden age of Hollywood, and uh, Brad Pitt is his driver, and he's just been his longtime. Long time mm-hmm. driver. He's also a stuntman, right? Yeah. Isn't that also the thing? He's also yeah. a stuntman. But he can't work. And he with and he's notorious yeah. for being just a shitty, shitty, <laughs> yeah. shitty person to work with. And so like the whole movie, you're just following him around basically, and he's just fucking like, loved his character. Yeah, no, I, funny he's my as favorite. hell. He was the best. Like he was easily the best in that movie. Like it, it's hard to compare Margot Robbie, Leo, and um, Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt. And the only reason I discount Margot Robbie is because her role wasn't like she was kind of there just to be there like, pretty explicitly like she was just there to portray Sharon Tate while this other thing that Quentin Tarantino was yeah. was having happen happen and then you know then yeah and, Tarant- and Tarantino caught shit about how Margot Robbie barely has lines in yeah that and as she really portrays very just bad gender roles in general but also think about it it was the seventies that he's talking about and that he's doing it Quentin Tarantino let's face it not been the wokest guy <laughs> oh for sure like, not i mean and, and and it's fine like he makes he makes cr- good films he makes critically good cinema but um like just like watching uh, or watching brad pitt and leo like have so much on-screen time together was really oh, so much fun and to compare them feels just kind of futile but brad pitt definitely stole the show stole that movie bro he was the best part of that remember when he walks into that house Oh, and he yeah. comes out and everybody's looking at him and he's just like, doesn't he beat the living shit out of one of the guys? Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was, that was was something interesting. And then they were all just like, kind of like, get the fuck out of here. And he Wasn't just... there a point in that movie where Brad Pitt drops oh. acid? Oh. Uh, Is, yeah. Doesn't he drop acid yeah. right before he kills all the people? Oh, shit, he does. Because he was chilling. Or he, he was, was chilling with he... his dog. Oh, his relationship with his dog was dope, too. Oh, yeah. His dog was always there. <laughs> um... No, but something when when he initially beat the shit out of that dude when they went to go visit Charlie's house, um, he was like doing something on his car, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like fucking up his car, and then he was like, "Wait, what the fuck are you doing?" Just beat the shit and then out he of beats him. Beats the shit out there. of him. No, and then he told him to fix it, and then he left him. There. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, it was it was weird. But then he drops acid and kicks a bunch of guys' asses. As we remember it, it very well could have been very different parts of that movie. Those things happen. Those th- he drops <laughs> they acid might have been different and he parts. kills a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, they might happen at different parts, but they both happen. Anyways, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just... A- an extremely fun watch. It's an extremely it, even fun Even if you are watch. not looking to critically uh-huh. analyze anything, fun as fuck to watch. When like did, It was so fun. When did we go see this movie? Was when it came summer? out. Yeah, June, July... 
Was that summer? I think so. Yo, this year just feels weird. Here, I'll look up. I'll look up the. It feels like I I've been in school for a semester. Like what the fuck? It's weird. That's not Shit, okay. I can't find the release date. Um, I'm pretty sure it was summer because I remember at that time. I mean, it was summer. I just can't. I'm, I'm, pretty I'm sure looking how for the we specific came, how one. How we came upon watching it was just being like, I mean, what, what the fuck else is there to do? Like, we're gonna go catch a movie. We might have been recording that day and then like. Once by the time in Hollywood is showing, um, I went and go saw it. July twenty sixth. Yep, that's summer. We saw it pretty much right then too. Like we, we we got on that one quick. That's wild. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, great movie. Great Strongly movie. suggested. Yeah. Um, The Irishman. We we already talked about that a little bit. Didn't we? I don't think we have. Oh, shit, was, I think that was during our that. hiatus yeah. that we didn't. We we've talked um, about it. Yeah, off we've mic. talked about it. The Irishman, Robert De Niro, or uh, Martin Scorsese film with Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. It's it's literally it's star studded. It, it's the dream film that you could even, want it, from Martin Scorsese. It's, it's only just. It, I don't even feel like it's the dream squad. I feel like it's the squad. Like oh yeah, they are. If if you're they gonna they watch get together a, all the time. Yeah, if you're gonna watch it, I wonder if they hang out. They probably do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> There's no way if that those three aren't. If you're gonna watch a mob bros. movie, you those four have to be in. And it. actually, it was the first time Al Pacino, I think, had been in a movie with either Joe Pesci, really, or Robert De Niro. I can't remember which Damn. one it was though. Yeah, no, that was that one was uh, definitely very good. Um, it was. It, it, it's long. It's definitely a. a it's a, it's a marathon. It's a, it's a, it's a how, hard. It's it's a long long watch yeah, too. That's like, how all those sorts of movies are. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a long watch. Oh yeah, it was super long watch. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. And The Irishman. There was any any one thing I could critique about it is that they should have gotten a body double for Martin Scorsese during any <laughs> any any scene with movement. Yeah. That man. That man is eighty plus. Uh huh. He looks eighty plus. Like he that man is plus. moving like he can't move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's not it's not great at all. Um, so you paint houses. Jimmy Hoffa too. That was a, I, lo- I love Jimmy Hoffa. That was played by Al Pacino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like because uh, Jimmy Hoffa was like a, a real, real person. person. <laughs> like I was like that's kind of dope. Um, it's kind it's kind of this, in the same vein as the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a spin on a real story. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is just an, an interesting idea. Which you know. That's saying something about, especially that whole debate with cinema versus, uh, uh, what do you call it, amusement parks. Yeah. Um, because, like, Tarantino and Scorsese, of of the list that we have of top of, of top movies from this year, I think they're top two all-time directors on that list. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's, it says something about the way that they both did their films, because um, there were a lot of similarities for as different as those stories were. 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, The Irishman definitely a good watch from this year. It came out pretty late though, so um, yeah, yeah. Some other ones. Um, have you seen Marriage Story yet? I I started it one night and fell asleep on it. I need to go back to it. See, and it, I'm I'm one of those people at this point where you can throw any movie that objectively is good, uh-huh. and I will like it. Uh-huh. It, it. I won't just like watch it and approve of it being good, uh-huh. I will thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Because I find enjoyment in pretty much anything. Yeah, point. yeah, that's fair. And, uh, but man, I loved this movie. <laughs> and I, I hated getting on Twitter and seeing people just absolutely thrash the acting in that one scene. Oh, yeah. And the acting in that scene 
isn't bad. <laughs> it's You're people. Like, I love it. It's people hating to fucking hate. Yeah. And that's what marriage is about. And do they get together in the end? No, like it's it's the story of a divorce. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's the story of a divorce, and they they shouldn't be together. Absolutely, like no part of you thinks these people belong together. Yeah. But every part of you recognizes these people clearly love one another. Mm -hmm. They've just gotten to a point where they can't stand each other anymore. Bro, that's so weird, though, because I was just talking to someone about that, and they were like, yeah, my boy, like, him him and his girl, like, they stay over there, but goddamn, man, like, he loves her, but he definitely don't like her. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, That's a real thing. I've I've got a homie with a girlfriend just like that, too. Yeah. And it's... I mean, I've got I've got homies who feel just the same way about their girlfriends. You know, yeah. like they they love the absolute shit out of them. But on any given day, I can talk to them and they are bothered. <laughs> they are, they are thoroughly bothered. I saw. I can't remember. It's in that song uh, by B.J. the Chicago Kid and Kendrick Lamar. I can't remember who the stand-up comedian is that's talking about it at the end. He's like, oh. he's like. He's, he's like, you can tell the difference between an old relationship and a young relationship. Like, a new relationship is going to be like, hey, hey, honey, you want some juice? He's like, oh, yeah, I want yeah. juice. I'm going to pour juice all on you. You drink that juice. Hey, but, but, like, you find somebody in love, love, and it's going to be like, hey, honey, you want some juice? Get your own fucking yeah, yeah, juice. Why you want my juice? Why you always want my juice? <laughs> Yo, that was a good. Oh, damn. I need to listen to that song again. Well, it's um, Cupid? Cupid. That's the name Cupid. of it. Cupid's yeah. love. Cupid. It's not just Cupid. I think there's another word there. Uh, uh, Q, uh, um, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, marriage story, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an... divorce is some kind of fucked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm starting to really grow on this the new idea. Cupid. The new Cupid. That's the new Cupid's what the song's called. Um, th- there's there's still like something about marriage that's making me be like, is it worth it? I've never been there's, like that. I've literally never been like that mm-hmm. in my life until very recently where I've I've like gotten to a point where I'm like, man, if I find a person who And I like that's spin, the thing, like I will know when I know. Exactly. Obviously right now I don't know. Right. When I know I will know. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like when I do know, why How do, do I, I know to- no? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like people think they know no when they get do- married. But it's like I don't want to fall into that delusion of being like Oh, I'm married. I signed this piece of paper to be legally bound to this person. Uh, now, therefore, we are. We, and I feel like I don't know. You can maybe talk about how this relates to the marriage story, but that causes um, people to to start start to resent the other person because they feel legally bound, and it's like I don't really want all of this anymore. And then, I mean, in marriage story, it, it's absolutely resentment, and it's it's mostly professional resentment. He is a director who is like a budding star. Yeah. She is an actress who could have could have been a really big deal. Yeah. But did his plays. <laughs> so there's a there's a big resentment there. Wait, so he is he a good director? No. Yeah, he's a good director. Like he is and but he's a theater director. Oh. She was she could have been a movie star. Is like the perception. Yeah. Like she could have been a movie star. Yeah. And she decided she was going to do his plays with him. <laughs> and there's also like he won't move to Los Angeles where most of his family is, where most of her family is. They stay in New York. Mm. To be honest, Adam Driver, the character he plays, not a good dude. Really? Like fundamentally, 
definitely not a good husband. Okay. And I mean, there's faults on both sides, but man, throughout the entire movie, I was like, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. <laughs> like, yo, you shouldn't be married. Like, yeah. just get and and the shit is devastating because they wanted an amicable, easy divorce. Yeah. But it showed how foggy, no matter what, no matter how clean you want to break, how fucking mm-hmm. messy divorce can get. It gets so messy. And they portrayed it really, really well. And it's... There are parts that are just heartbreaking. I mean, one part in particular is heartbreaking. And I want you to watch the movie, so I won't spoil it, okay. but... It's 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 a good stories rhyme thing. And okay. you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's it, it fucks you up. Okay. It fucked me up, anyway. <laughs> a lot of fucks me up, though. Uh... But yeah, Marriage Story, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, both did kick-ass jobs. There's other really, really good actors and actresses in it, but the, those two were the main characters, and they stood they, out. They can they can carry a film. I mean, Adam Driver, talk more later. <laughs> but they Marriage Story is definitely worth anybody's time. All right, Adam Driver, talk more now. The Report. The Report, man. This one, to be honest... Prime Original, right? Amazon Prime Original. Not as exciting a watch as these other movies necessarily uh-huh. very very informative very very just like wow like I couldn't believe some of the shit yeah. I was watching so basically what it's about is Adam Driver plays a uh, an agent who is writing the torture report and it's about how in post 9-11 America CIA would torture the CIA would torture uh, suspected terrorists for information. Now, the statistics behind torture say it does not work. That's been made clear. no, 100%. And in this movie, it never worked. I can't remember the exact amount of tries. I think it was like 183 or something. But it was like, the report says they tried it 183 times on 183 different people. To get information? None of the information was new. None of the information was anything they had never they had never heard before. N- a lot of the information wasn't true. Because it was just people trying to stop being tortured. <laughs> Isn't that the logical conclusion of being tortured? Is you exactly. say what and, they want and like, to and the hear? Th- and the point of the movie, like, it's not the point of the movie, but a very underlying, like, obviously this is why this happened, yeah. is because they're not white. Uh-huh. They kept torturing people because they, mm-hmm. uh, because of Islamophobia, yeah, and xenophobia. Like, yeah. people with brown skin were in danger in America for being them. Like for just, being them, yeah. I mean, for, and, that, for, and that's it's the same with rat. it's the same with anybody who's not yeah. white, and it's fucking ridiculous. But like, they would, and some of these people were truly terrorists yeah. and bad people. Yeah. Like. I'm pretty sure they tortured the planner of 9-11. The guy who planned 9-11, but they didn't get anything new out of it. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, huh, it looks like we found this information in less violent routes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and the thing is, it's a a complicated movie. Uh Uh-huh. Because you want to absolutely despise the people doing the torturing. Yeah. But some of them 
are just American soldiers who are doing what they are told yeah. to do. Yeah, and it's kind of fucked. I mean, that's that's fucked up in and of itself is yeah. that, like, they are ordered to torture somebody and they can't wonder why. Yeah. Or they can't, they can't or they choose can't to, to... Choose to not do it. Yeah. Like, you were ordered to torture this person. That is kind of fucked. That's honestly wild. I, I mean, you should watch the movie because it's, it's very, very, very informative. Like, uh-huh. and Adam Driver kills the role, as he usually does. And... There uh, he, he another probably, one with a lot of good actors like John Hamm's in it. He plays the Secretary of I the want, State to uh, Obama. I 100% bet that Adam Driver was the perfect pick for that, being a former Marine. Being because a former Marine. If, yeah. if you watch that TED Talk, he'll talk about how like he like being in the military is like a, a, a it's like a type of family. It's a type of experience that you have where um, you grow close to these people um, under this this idea that you know you're soldiers you were you yeah know, people who are just given orders and you follow those orders and so he talked about how when he was released uh, or like he, he got to right before he was going to get deployed to afghanistan he got he had a really bad accident mm-hmm. um and so he was uh, honorably discharged or, or medically or whatever it is um but he didn't he didn't go he left the military um and then he was like i was like what what do i like what do I do? <laughs> like nobody's here to tell me what. Like what this is what I was next. going to do. Yeah, and it's like there is a there is something about the military which claims your entire identity because you are you. And he says that this is the this is the lesson of being in the military of going through basic training. And I just I know someone who actually just went through basic training and advanced intensive training. Mm-hmm. Um, but and he told me this too. The idea is that you don't leave your your brothers behind. Like you don't leave Absolutely your, not. your friends behind. You you like everything you do is to keep as many American soldiers as you can safe. Um, and so like with as that, many Americans. Period. As many Americans. Period. Um, and so like with that understanding, like you have to operate at all times as a unit. One person fucked up, you all fucked up. Um, if, if like one person like does does great, then everybody did great. Like it's there's there's no individual identity, and so then he leaves the military, is thrust back into the real world where individual identity is everything, especially in this day and age. And so and especially when he chose the career path, exactly he, did. he became an actor. Well, the weird thing was he didn't like he was never really into it. You should watch it. We'll t- we'll talk we'll talk about him yeah. more later. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver, interesting story though. Um, he's a, he, but fucking amazing. I bet he had interesting insight into that movie because it, there's a, a real thing of just being told what to do and doing it no matter what you were actually doing. Oh yeah, and like there's there's a lot of psychology behind that, like psychology mm-hmm. studies that say like people are likely to just blindly follow orders. Oh yeah, like you can tell them to do things, and they'll they'll do them. They'll like do it's it. they'll just like yeah. It's it's weird. It's, it's weird. crazy. It is weird. But yeah, the report also a very very good movie. Um, we want to talk about some uh, some Marvel movies. Yeah, we need to do Marvel. Far from home. Man, this Endgame. episode is going to be longer than the music one. I mean, it makes sense, kind of. I mean, there's more movies. <laughs> movies are longer. Movie, movies are longer. We're talking about them for a long time too. We are not. We are not taking it easy. Um, I like it. I'm having fun. <laughs> we had Avengers: Endgame, Spider Man: Far from Home, Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, I think that was that, those were the 2019 Marvel movies. Let's start with uh, let's start with Captain Marvel. I actually didn't see that one. So All right, I'll start with Captain yeah. Marvel. One of my favorite solo movies. 
Which is funny. You could literally pick out pretty much any solo movie, and I'll probably tell you one of my favorite solo movies. <laughs> they're, uh, they're good. They're I mean, they're all they're all good. And uh, Iron Man two was great. Iron Man two, eh, for sure. I mean, and I was watching that again the other day, and I was kind of like, I I definitely see. Why and it's people... definitely not any any solo movie. Yeah, like I'm saying, but yeah. but Captain Marvel, I love Brie Larson. As Captain yep. Marvel, she makes perfect sense. I love the relationship she has with her best friend in that movie. I love the relationship she has with Nick Fury in mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, I mean, everything about that movie just it makes sense to who her character is. Yeah, and it's really one of the more compelling stories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a solo story. It had to be considering how she played in Endgame. Oh yeah, I mean, like she's. She's the savior. Like she can, she's the most powerful I felt really, person in the I universe. I felt like I missed out on a lot of just her appearance in that movie from not seeing Captain Marvel, which I did one hundred percent. But the way that she comes in, and they're just like, like you can tell they're kind of like, can we get Captain? Like, bro, we're facing Thanos. Can we get Captain Marvel? And they're <laughs> like, yo, like <laughs> she can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're like, no, no, she's off doing other shit. And yeah, like, just like, oh. like she's got a whole universe to protect. And they're like, we're just protecting Earth. <laughs> and they're like, but yo, like we just fucked up, and now like Thanos from hit prime yo, time is back Th- at us. Like <laughs> Thanos from back in fourteen's coming. Yeah, and he's. He's trying to fuck us up, Yo, man. And he did not give a fuck back in 14. <laughs> he never gave a fuck. He never gave a fuck. He in gave... 2019, he killed his daughter. <laughs> God damn. Uh, that shit, Thanos. Or in 2018, whatever the fuck. I, I Thanos drove the Infinity Saga. 100%. Honestly, he, he's the Palpatine of the oh, Infinity yeah. Saga. And I, from the moment that you see Thanos' face at the end of the first Avengers... Do we see... I, uh, we see him yeah. during... Avengers. I'm pretty uh, sure. Or, we get one scene really? where he's sitting on his yeah, throne. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, where the fuck are they going? Because, like, this is some deep space shit. And where they were in 2012 was Damn. some real, just on Earth superhero on Earth type and, shit. Like, they had aliens in Fade. They, they had Thor. And they had Oz, or, or Asgard. Um, and it felt like they were doing like fantasy, but they weren't really doing like science fiction. Yeah. And then obviously they're doing science fiction and superhero. Absolutely. um, Just the fact that like within eight years, like you just see them really start to go in on this, you know, Marvel, we're going to take it to space because that's where the comics go. Like that's like, that's what this is based on. Um, it's, I love the universe so much. And, it's so much fun. Yeah, Thanos somehow managed to drive that entire story for as little as he was involved in the story until Infinity War. Infinity War. Rank, uh, Infinity War. Infinity Rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's let's just go ahead and segue into Endgame then. Uh, yeah, Endgame was Endgame was the best finale I've seen for a movie franchise. Straight up. It, I mean, dude, it was my childhood ending. I, like, I, it, end of innocence. Yeah. I'm done. I'm a grown up now. Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> like, I have That's officially what it grown. Felt like, and I, I remember going to see it, and I actually got to see it on a, like, I wasn't going to see it for a couple weeks, and then um, someone just gave me some tickets. Um, and then I was like, oh, shit. So I went and saw it, and, like, I was like, like, at the end of it, I was like, I am. I'm not deep, okay. I'm deeply I am sad. deeply depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and 
There's a lot of reasoning behind that. But <laughs> <laughs> it can be because you attached to this when you were 13 and now it's over and you're like, man, I really haven't been happy since I was 13. <laughs> I've just been watching Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> oh, and jokes that are true. <laughs> Did you see that tweet about like, uh, no, you're not. Uh, what was no, that? no, it's not that Christmas doesn't feel yeah. like Christmas anymore. It's that you haven't been happy since you were 12. Yeah. Yo, yeah, I've seen that. That shit, that shit. I was like, pew, 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 yeah. shot me in the chest three times. But Avengers Endgame was amazing. And it's everything you wanted. Yeah. And in a way that you did not see it's coming. It's everything you wanted and that you didn't want. It's everything you wanted and you didn't know you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the song just transitioned to East by Earl. And I just immediately thought <laughs> thought of the meme of when it was like, when the hose is around and East comes up next on Shuffle. <laughs> just like the first five seconds of that song. I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard it, I was like, bro, Earl, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, what's this pirate ahoy ass yeah. shit? <laughs> Anyways, back to what we were saying. <laughs> Endgame, I mean, it's everything you didn't know you want. Yeah. Like, the time-traveling sequences, going in, I was like, huh. Yeah, me too. I was like, so we're going to do time travel here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, I guess that's the only way it could have got done. That's that's fair. Yeah. You're going to go back in time to get half the universe back. That makes sense. Uh, But I I just really didn't see it coming, and it felt like, um, what else have been doing time travel? Um there's something else that's big that was working with time travel. I mean, you watch The Flash a lot. The Flash, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why <laughs> you go, I mean, you watch The Flash a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, um, like, it literally could have been any season of Flash that you were watching <laughs> yeah. at that time. No, it did. It, it could have. But, but, like, as soon as I saw the time travel trope, and, and this is completely my fault, and not, I'm not blaming this on the movie, but it just kind of seemed unoriginal. And then, especially because they literally introduce and, um, and execute the idea in one movie. Like, we're talking, oh, about, yeah. we're talking about time travel. Like, shit's not... I'm, I mean... I love the way... And what I like is that they were honest about the way it happened. Yeah. Like, Tony Stark accidentally figures it out. Yeah, right. Which is the way it had to happen. That man couldn't dedicate himself and figure that shit out in yeah. one movie. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, he was like, he was like, all right, do this, 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 and this. And it was like, uh, model, successful. And he's like, holy fucking shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, holy shit, I can time travel I now. I can time travel. Can you imagine? Yo. <laughs> like, creating something... Dumb luck. It's just like, yo, you, this is gonna work now. We we've never really studied, and for good reason because it doesn't exist. But we've never really studied what the implications of discovering time travel could be on just our understanding of, of, just the universe. The universe, like the fact that we realize we can jump into time and exit it, which I don't really think is possible, physically. But just like that idea is already such a big one. Like that reshapes how you think of everything. Yeah, and. It's, it's just... definitely interesting to think about, but if let's focus on the end game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm I'm trying to because I'm saying like it made it. That's what made it seem disingenuous when they introduce time travel so quickly and execute it, and then even fuck up during it, but still find a way to fix it, and then end up like, and then obviously they end up causing all the other shit that ha- happens that causes Thanos to come back. Yeah. Um, and that's just the thing uh, when you mess with time, time messes back. Time messes back. Um, yeah. But, but otherwise, it was like foolproof. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like the shit they did fuck up, you were like, ah, oh, damn, how are they going to fix this? And mm-hmm. then they fixed it, and you're like, okay. Like, yeah, like, yeah. that is how you would fix that. Like, yeah. and I definitely did not see that coming. Yeah, exactly. And so when I saw it the second time in theaters, I 100% appreciated it so much more because I was like, it's it's just a, it's what they're using to uh, uh, figure out how to get these people back together. Absolutely. Um, because you, you have to factor in that this happens five years after Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, like, literally, all these people have been, like, obviously they time travel and reset everything. But they have been alive for five years, existing for five years, with just half the world fucking gone. Just, just one day they disappeared. Like, can you imagine? Like... I, mm, bro, bro. When, bro, if half of all people were just fucking gone, what? I don't even like. Do you know how many people would just off themselves? And that's the, uh, that's what I also loved about Endgame is they realistically showed yeah. how our planet, us as humans, yeah. would handle half the half the population yeah. getting wiped out. And I do, because like Thanos talks to Gamora and he's like. What I did for your home planet, they thrive now. Yeah. Like they love they they know they know how it happened. It's history now. Uh-huh. But what happened was necessary to get them where they are. With us, with humans, the way I think it would go, we'd fold. Yeah. Five five years later they showed us the world looked like it was in like partial ruins. Oh yeah. Like it like the, and, people stopped giving a shit because it was like if half of us can just go away like that. What's the fucking point? And I yeah. can't blame anybody for that. Like, yeah. I w- if that should happen, I'd be like, yeah. And well, that's kind of where where uh uh um uh God, I'm, I'm wanting to say that real Chris Evans, and Scarlett Johansson, uh, <laughs> where where the, their character the characters were in the movie because like they're kind of both just like, man, we got to do something. But yeah. like, what but do we like, do? What do we do? <laughs> and they're just like. Yo, we really been in this since the beginning. Like, and that that was so dope to see. Like, it was just so cool to see them talk because, like, they had a. They, re- real, they I love their friendship. Never, there's no reason why I should have not expected to see something romantic happen with them. But you always knew nothing was going. Like, they were just so. They way. were so friendly. Like that's just. And I love the way that their relationship was flirty as hell and, I just, and they both knew it yeah and it was fun for them uh-huh. and i love that they portrayed that in that movie because like because that's realistic uh-huh. people have those relationships oh yeah have you seen uh have you seen winter uh, soldier recently oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i watched winter soldier again i've like, seen two all of ago. them recently yeah <laughs> and winter soldier that's what that movie is about like is their relationship it's their relationship and i was like watching that movie again and being like god this is such a good friendship like i and i love the way that uh that uh steve rogers talks to bruce banner about it he's like yo you're gonna do something about that Uh and he's like he's like what are you talking about he's like oh she's flirting like she's like oh she's into you and he was like nah she's just flirting and he's like nah i've seen her flirting up close and personal (laughs) she's into you yeah and he's like he's like okay and then he walks away he's like what do you mean up close and personal and like (laughs) bro that's all they did they flirted all the time no that's all they did and like they were both just okay with it and then once it ended it ended and they moved i fucking loved their relationship but (laughs) when they go back in time and they show the shot the iconic shot of the avengers all circled up i was like oh fuck yeah like we are really like they went to all places we've seen it felt so that that's kind of what it seemed like they did a better job of in endgame than Than rise of skywalker yeah it was walk you back through the history of the franchise absolutely Um, because like in endgame watching it it felt just 
uber nostalgic. But they l did it. They literally did it. They invented time travel so they can go back to these explicit moments which we have seen ex on screen mm -hmm. before and recreate moments outside of them to get... Yeah. And the argument I make there is that Rise of Skywalker could have been every bit as good if they would have been three hours. Yeah. If, if that would exactly. have had a three-hour runtime exactly. and everything could have been explained more, I think so. Too. I think it would have been the best Star Wars movie. And I, I, people are really wary of making movies that long, but I think Endgame has proved... Yo, if you are Avengers, a Star Wars movie, if you are a Marvel movie... If you're a Disney franchise and you have the money to do it, do it. Do it. Because we will watch it. Yeah, exactly. It's that simple because it's like... like to be invested in a story like or to, to watch a movie that long you just have to be invested in the story mm -hmm. star wars and, and avengers we already know people are invested in those stories like, absolutely that's not they have been forever like as soon as you introduce the idea for an avengers movie you're like oh yeah we're gonna make some money like that's that's it's one billion dollars type money it's disney one billion I don't think people really grasp how fucking crazy it is that this movie made a Yo, billion fucking dollars. They said dollars. Avatar 2 is trying to reclaim the spot or something. Bro, okay. Like, Bro. and not in America. Nobody's America, in domestically, that movie didn't do great. It was China uh, that made that movie fucking huge. Uh, okay. So I do believe Avatar 2 could break the record. Okay. It just wouldn't be here. That. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I saw Avatar when it came out. It ain't that. Like, it ain't I was all like, that. I don't even remember why I watched it. And I remember when I left, I was like, why did I watch that? And then I remember hearing about it years later, and I'm like, why are people talking about that movie? <laughs> there's a, there's an episode of BoJack Horseman where uh, Todd Chavez and uh -huh. uh, Mr. Peanut Butter accidentally lose all of the uh, nominations for the Oscars. <laughs> So they have to come up with all new nominees, and they're like, uh, they're like, I don't know, we could put a Avatar on there. That came out this year, right? And it's like Avatar's from like '09. This season was like 2016. Yeah, it's like it's like Avatar that came out this year, right? I feel like I always hear about that movie. I've never actually seen it though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no. people are always talking about Wasn't it. Wasn't that? I've, I saw it once forever ago, Me and too. like I, I enjoyed it. It's I enjoyed a solid it. movie. I enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed it, but I remember thinking at eight years old this shit's too long mm -hmm. like like i was just like man this shit's like i've been in here a while i remember explicitly because that experience somehow i'd snuck a two liter into the movie theater <laughs> you were so proud i had this big ass coat you're just like fuck yeah <laughs> me and my brother we just sitting there like we had a ton of candy we just like sat in the front row of avatar fucking tossing shit up in the air catching <laughs> yeah. it with your mouth and the screen was just fucking yeah anyways uh weird um end game end game <laughs> um yeah end game was a great movie i think it's 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 so it's such a big movie with so many characters Second, that we can't even really talk in depth yeah. about it without it being as long an episode as it is a movie. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you want to get into Spider Man? Spider Man Far From Home, maybe the actual best in, solo movie solo besides movie. like Captain America Winter as Soldier. As soon as I watched that, I immediately was like, this, "Yeah, I love this." this movie. We saw that in theaters too. We did. We saw a bunch of movies in theaters this year. Yeah, we did. Hey, we got good for we us, gotta man. Do some, we got to do even more. Oh, for sure. Honestly, I love it. That's hear... like my favorite thing that we do now, yeah, is go see movies. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see Uncut Gems tomorrow, which we will add at the end of the segment. Which we will. <laughs> Damn, I forgot we were going to see that movie's going to be Fuck good. yeah. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home was just... was I was a Spider-Man movie. And I was yeah. really perturbed by it at first because I was like, 
How are you going to have a Spider-Man movie that's not, not in New York? York? Like, come on now. Like, what, what and the they did it? it. They did well. They, they, uh, did they were They were all over the place. They yeah. were in Rome or maybe Venice. I can't remember. Somewhere in Italy. Mm-hmm. Then they were in Prague. Uh, they were going to go to Paris. They mm-hmm. didn't end up doing that. It was. Uh, just, Lon- they were in London at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it, they, they were all over the place. Starting with fucking rain, like or, <laughs> you, you, you know where I was going. I, was gonna say. I thought so. I thought. I think so. What were you gonna say? I don't really know where that was. I said. Headed. I said starting <laughs> starting with Ray Mysterio. That's what I was oh saying. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> one i think because ray was in my head too, yeah because... <laughs> mysterio is the villain <laughs> booyaka booyaka ray six one nine one nine ray mysterio's a completely different person that's wild though two movies came out with ray ray and, and mysterio. mysterio ray mysterio made his comeback Anyway. And he actually is right now. Not, not like a, not not important oh, to this episode at all. But like Rey Mysterio is back in the WWE. Yo, that dude was wrestling. That man saw. That man saw. That man saw the Rise of Skywalker come out after Spider-Man: Far From Home, and he was like, "Rey Mysterio, everyone's gonna be thinking about it." <laughs> Perfect time to make some money. Booyaka! 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 All right, moving on from Rey Mysterio. But the the storyline with Mysterio. And just all the different misdirects with that story was j- phenomenal. They did a much better job of the misdirection in this movie than they did in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> this is basically Marvel's franchise being like, hey, Star Wars, get like us. <laughs> kind of. Um, this, another side note, because fuck it. I think this is, is my second favorite from the album. Uh, so Caught Up from the Teskey Brothers. But I'm so caught up. Yo, Teskey Brothers, if you haven't heard I'm of them. I'm so caught up. On. Yo, the other Thor be- caught the soul stone. <laughs> Thor got Thor the soul, got stone, the soul bro. stone, Literally the other week, week or the other day, we were going to, I think we are going to record. And then we fi- we heard this Twitter snippet of the Tes- of one of the Teskey Brothers singing. So then we just stopped and just listened to the album. The entire album. The entire album. Like, it was, it was so good. It, um, was, it was glorious. Check them out. Moving on. Moving on. Um, yeah, no, Marvel is just doing everything Star Wars wants to. And, and it's wonder, hard to say that because they are such different stories. Yeah, it's true. But I wonder if that's because just developmentally with the stories, Marvel just had 23, 23 movies, not movies nine. compared to nine. Yeah. Which were made at different points over the yeah, past like 50 years. 77 to 83, <laughs> 99 to 04. 15 to 19 like like these are way different time periods way different time periods yeah um but um, this i I probably should have said this in star wars but if they continue to do the star wars like they're doing they could have something really special on their hands because just like like you said 77 to 80 what 83 77 83 and then oh or 99 to 04 and now they have uh 2015 to 2019 yeah and presumably Um, it's going to be a lot more frequently coming up i don't know if it should be though because it i don't think they should continue one main trilogy story uh right now yeah i feel like they should wait yeah i give me five years i like i like that give me other like give me the star wars stories Uh uh-huh yeah, like Solo, Rogue yeah, One, right, that right. type shit, yeah, one-offs. Yeah, that type shit is good. 
Um, but I, I, I like that they put the trilogies so close together, though. Because it's too. like, when people watch one of those Star Wars trilogy movies, they want to see the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, nobody, like, The Force Awakens, I feel like that movie was successful purely because of hype. Like, mm-hmm. people now totally disregard that movie. Like, nobody talks about The, about the Force Awakens. Uh, but when that movie came out, yo, it was the thing. It was the biggest movie it was, that had ever came out. It was so huge. And I remember being like, fuck. But that was our first, well, I guess not our first time, but our first time in memory being able to live through Star Wars movies releasing and what and that hype that, is like. That was, like, I can't express to you how special that, that was That alone was worth it. It made it everything worth it. And I was like, this is great to just watch these movies come out and see everyone go crazy and... and love it and that's also why i love marvel yeah because that like this has been something that i've loved like this is something that i consider fucking mine yeah like i love this shit exactly and and i like obviously i don't consider mine i know everybody fucking loves marvel (laughs) there's nobody out here it means something to everyone yeah like like everyone who watches these movies and 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 internalizes them like it means something after a while and that's why endgame is such an emotional movie absolutely i mean honestly when when they're about to take uh, Spidey out of the MCU, that like that would have thrown. The when sh- I that heard that news, I was like, "Yo, you're gonna fuck up the entire, the entire thing universe." Like, because Spidey is being groomed and, to be that and guy. Every, and even before they introduced him, everyone's like, "God, but they don't got Spider Man." But they don't got Spider Man. They gotta get Spider Man because that at that point, or when when Avenger or when the like Marvel uh, franchise starts up, like uh, Star Wars or Spider Man has already been like. That we've seen the the trilogy, and then we're like, well, they fucked it up. They're not doing Star Wars again. They mm-hmm. did Andrew Garfield. Everyone's like, fuck that guy. And then, um, like, they're, they're, we're just waiting for it to happen in MCU. Then it happens. It did. And then and it did, Iron Man dies. And then Captain America gets old. And then they're starting a new phase of shit. And then they're going to take Spidey out. People Absolutely were, not. People were up in arms. Like, oh, and you know Disney used that shit as oh, a tactic. No. They were like, they were like it was, fine. It was they were genius. like, fine. Keep Spidey. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, fine then. You hold on to Spidey. It's genius. And then everyone was like, fuck Spider-Man. We're (laughs) not Sony. Fuck Sony. We're not watching Spider-Man ever again. (laughs) Fuck that shit. And they were like, they were like, fine, take it. Take it, Disney. Take it. (laughs) I wonder if they knew about their potentiality of losing Spider-Man after Far From Home. And if that's why they did what they did at the end of Far From Home. Because you can't watch the end of Far From Home and not be like, yo, what's going to happen next? You you might be right. You cannot. Like, that. I've never... That was, that was one of the best cliffhangers that I think Marvel has done. Oh, by far. And it's one of the only true cliffhangers yeah. it's yeah. done. Because that movie ends, and for the first time I can ever remember in any Marvel movie, I go, what the fuck? But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like... Holy shit! Like I was like, sh- yo, like the movie, the movie ended on a on a high note. Yeah, obviously, it did. Swinging through the with MJ. end credits, you go, everything's going to shit. Whoa. Everything's gone. Yeah, it's all dead. It's all dead. Executed just- all. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? And I, I just remember being like, yo, I cannot wait for the next Spidey movie. Yo, I remember when we saw that in theaters and we had that, like, dripping seat, the, the ceiling dripping next to us. Oh, that was weird. That was so weird. I yeah. was scared shitless yo, during that. It took me a good 20 minutes to figure out where that was coming from. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, this is bothering the... F- Who the fuck is in here? Like- yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that end of the movie where Mysterio's like, Spider-Man, he just turned on me. He, he attacked me. 
Spider-Man's real name is... Video cuts on, and you're like, ah. Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Peter Parker goes, what the fuck? And then yeah. the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, I was like oh, this is, this is like... This is Spider-Man. Like, this is what I want from a Spider-Man movie. And, like, just, like, them showing through the city, and, like, they've developed the Spider-Man character, I feel like, starting with Tobey Maguire to reach its pinnacle with um with tom holland tom holland yeah it's, absolutely is his role honestly i was a little upset that uh and it, it's weird because they definitely show homage to him in the spider-man game i'm gonna talk about this just because i'm playing it right now it's go for fucking it good go for um, it. it feels it's, like, it's a connection it's Spider-Man. it feels like it's tom holland spider-man like it's a different person but it feels like it's tom holland spider-man yeah, when sure. he gets to be 26 mm-hmm. because like he's obviously really progressed into his adventures there but like he has like uh, and like just speaking directly off of uh what's like in the movies is like they really portray him as like this guy who um and he's always been like this but he's like a kid he's just a kid at heart who's like out to do the right thing yeah i feel like 15 year old tom holland does that perfectly because like and he had way too much pressure on him yeah as from, Peter Parker. From the first moment of him popping up in Civil War and just being thrust into this conflict with all the people that he's idolized and having to fight Captain America, he's like, what? I love the I love the I love the conversation that Captain America and Spider Man have during Civil War. Oh, yeah. Where they're like fighting, he's like, You're a good kid, man. Yeah. And he's like, Where are you from? And he's like, uh where's where's uh, Spider Queens, Queens. Ma- Queens and he's like Brooklyn. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, like y'all are just some kids from New York. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Dope. That is so dope. And like, that's what I feel like. T- like the Spider-Man character is. It's he's he's he is the next generation of Marvel. He is, per- he is perpetually what the Avengers terminates with. Because in every, if you read the comics, like all of the Avengers stories obviously start with Captain America, Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Um, but they end up with spider-man being the person who was inherits it who inherits it yeah and he's the perfect person for that and the way that they're building that up with marvel with the marvel movie franchise bro that shit that shit where they're on the plane and he's going to build his own suit and it's literally a scene out of an iron man movie yo i was like and that fucked me up i got that vibe so like multiple times they did this on purpose like the they, way Happy was just looking at him when he put his hand in the in the hologram shit, yeah. I was like, "Yo, you've literally seen Tony Stark do that thousands, yes, of, thousands times. of times." And then Happy's just looking at him. He's like, "What?" And he's like, "Nothing." And I'm like, no. "Oh!" I was like, "Fuck, oh, man, fuck me!" And this is why the Marvel movies are so good. It's because you see that and you're just like, "Man, fuck!" I love this <laughs> shit. I love this. I love shit. this shit, man. And it's like, so I'm good. such a sucker for it. Like, I'm, I am, yeah. And I'll, I'll watch everything Marvel puts out forever. I'll watch everything Star Wars puts out forever. <laughs> forever. Like that's just, it's my life. Now. It's my life. Now. Like that's where I'm. Like at. I can't imagine living without it. And when like, people tell me they don't watch Marvel or they don't watch Star, I'm just like, I'm like, what do you watch? Or people, people <laughs> tell me that um, they don't listen to Frank Ocean. I'm like, here's the thing. There are things that <laughs> are pillars. Pillars. Yes. Of culture. Of culture. Star Wars. Marvel. Two of those pillars. Yes. For sure. Yeah. If you don't do that, if you knock those pillars down, you don't even realize those pillars are fucking there. Yeah. 
the integrity of everything you know <laughs> the <laughs> is flawed. <laughs> the integrity of everything you know. There you go. Marvel and Star Wars. That's the that's the, the integral key to point everything. of knowledge. Like if you understand Marvel and Star Wars and their complex as convoluted as long as storylines, you can understand anything. Well, what's what's good about both of them is they are teaching not teaching real lessons. They are portraying real things. Yeah. In the most ludicrous way possible. Yeah. Like, way out there, way crazy. Yeah. That's that's just kind of the intention. And, but they still make it about human things. Yeah. It's about human triumph. It's about the victory of your family. It's yeah. about just coming together to succeed. Yeah. It, it always is, yeah. And, like, that's a, doesn't matter how often it happens. Yeah. That story's told all the time. Yeah. I know. I know. But I know that the the good guy's gonna win. Yeah, you can do it in good and creative ways. 100%. I know that the good guy's gonna win. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's one of the first realizations you have growing up is just, you know, honestly, the good guys, they win. That's another thing. Like the entire time I was watching The Rise of Skywalker, like going into it I was like, Oh, it would be so cool to see Ray mm-hmm. turn dark. Yeah. We were getting closer and closer to it, like her going dark, and I was like, "Please don't do it! Please yeah. don't yeah, go dark! Like, Please no. don't do it!" And that's when I realized, like, it doesn't matter how good this movie could be. Yeah, I want my light side to win. Yeah, because that's what it is. Like, that's what makes you happy about these movies. Yeah. That's why you watch them. Yeah, and that's what. All the Marvel movies do so well, except Infinity War, obviously, but that's obviously the first part of a yeah. two-part movie. Yeah, and people weren't really, they're like, yeah. And you knew in Infinity War, like, this wasn't it. Yeah, it was part one, explicitly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is gonna go down in history as one of the most expansive projects ever undertaken in cinema. And I think because of that... Um, and because of our opportunity to get to experience it, it, it just has to hold a special place. Absolutely. And there were a there were a bunch of other movies, but since we're two hours and fifteen minutes in, I'm just gonna list them for you. You should watch them. I think they're solid. Uh, there's a lot on this list. It's not necessarily you should watch, but these were all very big deals. Uh, Book Smart, very good movie. Kind of a a, a soul sequel to Super Bad. But it's about two two girls instead of two guys. What's it on? Uh, Hulu. Booksmart. Booksmart. You said it's a soul sequel to. It's a, it's it it a, feels like like a soul sequel to Superbad. Okay. Okay. Like it it's the same type of comedy. It's yeah. about two chicks this time. Uh-huh. Uh Toy Story four, big deal, huge deal. Lion King, huge deal. Like the Aladdin, oh, yeah. big deal. All these Disney yeah. movies, you know, you know them. Yeah. Uh, John Wick three, definitely watch it. Definitely huge. Definitely watch it. Midsommar, big deal for a horror movie. Uh, Hustlers. Midsommar was a horror movie? That's what I heard. Did you watch Midsommar? I never got around to it. Yeah. I'm just not a huge Wait, fan of horror movies. that wasn't the movie with the people on shrooms, was it? I have no I think fucking it was. idea. Yeah, but keep going. Uh, Hustlers, that was a big deal. Ad Astro with Brad Pitt. Critically, supposed to be a very good movie. Detective Pikachu, very fun fucking movie. I didn't expect to like it at all. I've never had any interest in Pokemon. This shit was funny. I liked it. <laughs> Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Big fucking deal. I've heard it was beautiful to watch on screen. Really? I never got to see it. I want to see it because I've heard visually it's breathtaking. Damn. 
El Camino, one we didn't talk about very much. Yes, but it wasn't really. I don't think it was. There's not much. Talked about. There's not much to talk about. Yeah, it was. It was something, and, and this is in the vein of, of Skywalker and, and Marvel, but. Um, it was just really something that people wanted. They wanted to see a little bit of what happened after the ending of Breaking Bad, and this movie just was giving that. Mm-hmm. And people didn't like it because it wasn't Breaking Bad, but it was never meant to be Breaking Bad. It Absolutely. Was, it was El Camino. It was a movie about what happened to Jesse Pinkman immediately following the events of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, it was very satisfying. It for me accomplished exactly what I thought it, it gave would. gave me... is I wanted the vibe of Breaking Bad. That's literally what I wanted to feel again. I wanted to watch Breaking Bad that and I hadn't feel watched before like and feel like I'm watching Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. And you did. And it, it felt like a movie and version so, of Breaking Bad. Like, like literally, I, when I watched that, I remember I woke up one Saturday... And I was like, oh, shit, El Camino just came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I'm going to go get high and watch it. So <laughs> I did that, and I just was in heaven. For like, 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 that was just that was just it for me. Yeah, and I just, uh, five minutes in, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Breaking Bad. I'm going to love it. Like, Absolutely. I, and the story was pretty drab, I'm not going to lie, but the movie was great. <laughs> <laughs> Some other ones. Uh, uh, for uh, Netflix originals, you had El Camino, uh, Dilemity is My Name with uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh, a rom-com on this list I have is uh, Always Be My Maybe. That's a really fun movie. It's uh, got Randall Park and Ali Wong in it. I loved it. One of my favorite rom-coms in forever. And I'm a sucker for a rom-com. I love I love, I love, love me some of them shits. But Always Be My Maybe was solid. And Keanu Reeves is in it, so it's even better automatically. Okay. Uh, the King. Long Shot with uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Okay. Big, big deal. Men in Black International. Heard that was shit. I went and saw it in theaters. And, I mean, it wasn't a great movie yeah. by any means. I mean, you never told me to go watch it, so. <laughs> and I wouldn't exactly suggest you go watch it. If it's on, sure, watch it. Like, yeah. it's a fun movie. Like, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching uh-huh. it. But it wasn't I great. Just, I can't really see Men in Black without Will and, um, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about. Bloody I feel, I'm very, I'm very... Very disappointed in myself for not being able to me remember too. The name. I'm so like upset. I am I am so I disappointed in myself. This person, Billy, because like this Billy, is, no, you're right there though. I know. <laughs> um, God. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee. Tommy Jones. Lee fucking Jones. How did I forget that? Okay, but it's Tommy Lee. Like, think about like how generic that name is. That's why I said Billy. I was yeah, just, but like, it's it's Tommy Lee Jones. Web. It's Tommy Lee Jones. That's fair. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. So that that dude. Solid solid actor, and I mean. There, there's a ton of movies this year. It was a good what, year. What, Tommy Lee Jones was in a movie this year, wasn't he? Was he? I, I swear I saw him. I feel like I saw a, his face very recently. I saw his face in a, in theaters. I swear I did. I'll look it up. I'll look it up and see. We'll look it up live on air. Right here. Right, right now. Live on, I'm just going to talk. I'm going to talk and talk and talk so and that you can't tell I'm looking something up. If you're listening to plus two, over two hours and 15 minutes in, like, yo. Yo, respect. He was in Ad Astra. Oh, okay. With, with Brad Pitt. But yeah, I saw him in a commercial for that movie. I did too. Yep. I know exactly when <laughs> I, I saw know him now. Exactly where I saw yeah. him now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you want to quickly do our best actors, best actresses? Yeah, sure. All right. So first, actor Adam Driver. Yeah. I mean, I think he had four movies under his belt this year. He had Rise of Skywalker as Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. He had uh, The Report. He had Marriage Story, and he had The Dead Don't Die. Mm-hmm. I've seen three of those movies, and. I sure as hell heard about all four. Like, if you can be the main character in four different movies in the same year, yeah. and I heard at least about all of them, oh, yeah. like on TV, like commercials, uh-huh. like these sh- this shit was big. These were big deals. Like yeah. it wasn't just some independent films he was doing. And I don't want to. 
I don't want to shit on independent films. A lot of them are really fucking good. No, I, love I, love I love indie. I love indie films. Like they're fun as fuck. But these were like huge movies, except yeah. for like The Report, which was an Amazon Prime original. If you were mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, you heard about this movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Adam Driver is just the shit. Adam Driver is the shit. And, sure. he, and he seems like he's a direct descendant of uh, our next guy. Yeah, um, Mr. Keanu, the guy. Dad. Yeah, dad. Father. Uh, yeah, we all pray to Keanu Reeves. But he also made our list for Best Actors of 2019 because, um, well, he couldn't not. Dude, I mean, just think about the 2019 he had. The revival of Keanu Reeves. John Wick. He has a game. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I'm going to play the shit out of that just because Keanu's in Oh, 100%. And the shit actually looks It dope. looks fun as fuck. <laughs> like, to be able to just be Keanu Reeves or, or think I'm Keanu Reeves. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm Keanu Reeves here. Keanu like, Reeves. it doesn't matter what this character's name yeah. is. It's Keanu Reeves in 27, yeah. 2077 with a mechanical arm. Okay, <laughs> no. Come on. Like, how could you not? Um, But anyways, Keanu Reeves, the GOAT. And Adam Driver had very great years. Very, very great. Um, so now on our actresses list. Um, I mean, we got ScarJo. ScarJo. She, was, she had an undeniably good year. Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson did good. Tessa Thompson did really good because she had Men in Black. She had a, she had a couple others. She was the she was a voice in something. I can't remember what it was though. Uh, but yeah, and she was in Endgame mm-hmm. as Valkyrie. So Tessa Thompson had a very good year. Uh, Scarlett Johansson also had Endgame. She uh she also had Marriage Story. Yeah. Those are great movies right there. There's actually a very underrated actress, in my opinion, who I think deserves a mention, and that's uh, Florence Pugh. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's in the the Little Women movie that's coming out right now. Uh, she's also in a movie from this year called Fighting with Family, which was about the... Uh, it was about a uh, WWE wrestler, a, a, a chick whose stage name is Paige. It's fun as fuck to watch. I really enjoyed it. Uh, also was in Midsommar. Like, that's a good year. That is a good Little year. Women, Midsommar, and Fighting with Family. Like, those were all some pretty big movies. Uh, that's true. It was a solid year. Solid year for Solid me. year for film. Much better than music, I will say. For sure, I agree. Hence the recording time on these podcasts. Yeah, and we had to cut this down. <laughs> we rushed the shit out of the last ten minutes oh, of this. Oh, yeah. No, or five, did. whatever. Because I could have kept talking. This could have been a two-part episode, oh, like, yeah. for sure. I, we didn't think very much ahead in that. I mean, we kind of underestimate, yeah. Um, so, we're going to go see Uncut Gems tomorrow. We might add that. We might just do a whole separate thing about it. Yeah. Probably that. Yeah. Uh, but Uncut Gems is supposed to be one of the best movies of 2019. So it looks I'm, like it. I'm really it looks excited. really good. I don't... I haven't Adam Sandler I love but only for his comedy well, I've only I'm, known him for his I'm comedy. interested in what this is gonna be and so I show my mom the trailer and she's like oh is Adam Sandler doing serious movies again and I was like oh shit I guess he probably has he has done a few other he's, ha- he's had a few I've serious never, I've movies I've never seen him not be a complete jokester in a movie though and this one is especially gonna be good I think because from what I can tell of the previews he's gonna be like that like cheeky like that, that that dude who's still like funny but still it's a serious movie it's a serious, serious funny dude. he's dealing with serious things um but he's just kind of cheeky and like that's i feel like where adam sandler that's the best. that's where he shines where, bro. when he's just like saying some like backhanded bullshit and it's just hilarious like, i can't wait for him to call kevin garnett like a bald motherfucker or yeah. something. like <laughs> yeah. like say some shit like that and i'm in yeah <laughs> but uh this has been episode 31 
of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Year Season in two, review, two. 2019 in review, movies. movies. Shit was good. 2019. Share it with your friends, rate, review. I hope you liked it, because I fucking liked it. That was fun. That was, that was a good conversation. That was a good conversation, for sure. Didn't help that our, our intro was 15 minutes. That's why our episode... Uh, that's part that of why good, our episode... That was a good one, too. Oh, it was a great intro. Drugs. What a great segue into movies. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. <laughs> uh, so, you know, thanks for coming out. Uh, thanks peace, for love, and bloom. Out. Praise Keanu Reeves, our father. The God. The God. Bye.